What day is it? The date! The 12th! May! Thursday! What podcast? <laughs> 1984. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Hey, everybody, my name's Griffin Newman. That was awful. You want to try the other one? No, 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 it's good. I don't want to try the other one. I'm going to try the other one. Oh, no, no. No. What's the other one? I'm pulling it up. Why don't you start intro... The hardest thing is deciding what I should tell you and what not to. No, no, that's terrible. I, but I guess I've part. got a while yet before you're old enough to even understand the tapes. They're more for me at this point, just so I can get it straight. Should I tell you about your father? Boy, that's a tough one. <laughs> Will it affect your decision to send him here, knowing that he's your father? No, we're you not doing this. don't send Kyle, this. you can never be. God, a person could go crazy thinking about all this. I suppose I will tell you. I owe him that. Maybe it'll be enough if you know that in the few hours we had together. We loved a podcast, Worth! <laughs> no, we can't do that. It's we did terrible. It. It's done. <laughs> hi, everybody. Talked all over it. That's all part of the podcast. Great. Hey, uh, hey hi. Hi. My name is Griffin. Uh, my name's David Sims. This is Blank Check. With Griffin and David. Colon. Podinator. Colon. Judgment Cast. Yes, that's the awful title of our new miniseries. Perfect title. Yes. Uh, people already asking why there isn't a two in the title. It's because we didn't want people to think there was a first miniseries they had to listen to. It's like how there was the play The Madness of King George III, mm-hmm. but the movie was called The Madness of King George because studios were afraid they would think it was a sequel to a movie someone hadn't seen. We're trying to r- right the wrongs of Leonard Part Six. Yeah, exactly. The second wrong. The first wrong was hiring Bill Cosby. Hi, everybody. This is awful. Let's start over. <laughs> I'll be podcasting. Hey, everybody. My name's Griffin. I'm David. Welcome to Blank Check with Griffin, David, <laughs> colon, podnator, colon, judgment cast. This is a podcast where we go through filmographies. Yeah. Important filmmakers who experienced big success early on mm. are given a series of blank checks to make their, their wildest dreams come true cinematically. And sometimes... Checks clear and sometimes they bounce. Oh, there's the air. There it is. There's the. There air. we feel now. Oh, it's hot. In now here, this guys. podcast is going to be great. That was the only oh, thing holding us back. It is hot today. Up until now, uh, we right, have gotten so to the second film second in our mini series yeah. on James Cameron. That film is called. Let me double check the title here. Yeah. The Terminator. Okay. Yeah. It's called The Terminator. Right. Nineteen. Little, little scene eighty four. Eighty four. Uh, the uh, his follow up to Piranha Two: The Spawning. Yes. That's is right. Did you know that? The Terminator. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something kind of crazy from the get go. Yeah. I think this one's better than Piranha Two: The Spawning. I know. I know. I think he That's actually. That's a bold claim. This yeah. feels like an improvement. He took a leap. He yeah. took a little leap. Uh, we have, we have, a, we have guest. a guest. I love having the guest talk before we introduce the guest. It's always it's a tantalizing. You know what I mean? It's a little appetizing. Yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Who could it be? Right. It's like when there's the menu and you see the picture yeah. of the food before yeah. you order the food. I only go to places like with pictures on the menu. Yeah, me too. For that reason. And I only listen to podcasts where the guest talks before they're introduced. Uh-huh. Great. Oh, Great. Our guest oh, is no, Rachel was... Sanders. Oh, hey, Rachel. Hi, hi Rachel. Hi, guys. Rachel Sanders of BuzzFeed. Yeah. Well, you just got? Did you just get a new title? I want to give you your proper title. I'm, I'm, it's the same title. I'm a senior editor. Senior editor. I'm on the Buzzfeed. culture team now. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean and y- longtime friend of David Sims? Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. you should have led with that. Yep. Uh, does being a senior editor mean that you get to pay senior prices at movies? <laughs> of course it does. Right? Uh, I try. Okay. Do you know I, what they, I see what I can get away with. Yeah. Do you know what they call seniors in Britain? What old age pensioners? 
Really? Yeah. What if did they all get a pension? I guess that's it, Europe for you. Yeah, yeah. OAP. Not anymore. Oh, right. 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 It's, it's like social security. They call yeah. them OPs? No. They call them OAPs. Oh, that's a missed opportunity. And it always says that on like the movie pricing. It's like, you know, adult okay. child OAP. I like that. Yeah. Old age pensioner. All right. We good? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Good it's podcast. Not today. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. No, no. The Terminator. I, this is a tough one. This is one of those ones we're going to talk around for a while because it's like kind of too big a deal to, you know, yeah. it's sort of like our Matrix episode. I'm sorry right, to get into it, but it is, you watch this movie, uh, it is like the prototype for every studio film for the next 30 years. Sure. Yeah. You know? I, I could start. If, if I may be so rude by I saying that I just saw Aliens all okay. for the first time. Oh, which oh, wow. we're going to cover next week. And yeah, I know that, that, that. He, he made that, what, just like a few years after? That was I his think, next movie. 86. Yeah. 86. And yeah. then I watched this, which I had never seen so, before, and I was like, oh, it's it's the same movie. They're very similar. Very, yeah. So why did you see Aliens? Just It was outside in Red Hook. It was beautiful. It's, beautiful it's night. Fucking, I can't wait to talk about Aliens. That's yeah. next week. Sorry. No, no, no. It's very exciting. Um, So James Cameron. Yeah. I've seen this movie a thousand times. Now, Griffin, you confessed to me that you had actually not seen this movie except one time. Yeah. So but for one time. Okay. So I uh, have seen Terminator 2 Judgment Day. As have I. A thousand a, a times. A billion times. It's one of my absolute favorite movies. I mean, it was the movie for us kids. Right. Okay. I had a very protective mother, which I think has been referenced before in this show because it- uh, <laughs> And is also referenced in your personality. Yep. Yep. Uh, formed a lot of my uh, media habits because, like, for the first 10 years of my life, I was, like, not allowed to watch... Scary things? Most things. Okay. Most things. She cool. infamously, uh, infamously mm. wouldn't let me watch Rugrats because she thought it was too cynical. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cynical. That's no, fair. In what way yeah. is Rugrats cynical? Well, so for my 10th birthday... <laughs> I don't even understand. Uh, go on. For my 10th birthday, I was like, Mom, my birthday present, can I watch one episode of Rugrats? Because I knew if she watched it with me, she'd be like, oh, this is a show about fucking babies. It's just babies talking. It's, I think it's... she thought Rugrats and, like, Ren and Stimpy, because Ren and Stimpy was getting so much, like, attention at the time. Ren and Stimpy cynical. It was weird. She, right. The two things she wouldn't let me watch, she she detested violence sure. and cynicism. <laughs> Maybe sarcastic. Maybe like, she said so, it was too so sarcastic. Porn was fine. I porn it. was fine. Because yeah. porn is alarmingly sincere. Yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, it's yeah. very sincere work. Yeah. Uh... But but maybe sarcastic was the word she used and said she said sure, violent yeah, yeah. or too well, sarcastic. So the Simpsons was that a red flag for oh, her? Yeah, yeah. 100%. That, that was my show. That was all I watched when I was a kid. And I think it's because my parents had never seen an episode. So they were just yeah. like, oh, yeah. she's watching a cartoon. Yeah, right. looks fun. Yeah. Well, so for the first ten years of my life, mm-hmm. I almost exclusively watched uh, my the, my main thing you was kid stuff. Real the, kid I, stuff. Well, the Muppet Show. Sure, very sincere. Right, but but is also has moments pretty, of cynicism. It's pretty cynical, I think. Mm. The Muppet Show. It's arch. It's 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 knowing. It's wry. I don't sure. know if I call it cynical. But but also the main thing You're I still watched. Still trying to put on a show. Yeah, I watched a lot of old like Hanna Barbera shit. Yeah. I watched a lot of old like 60s, 70s sitcoms. Yeah, right, right. And then the main thing I watched was Looney Tunes, which is the most violent, violent. cynical thing yeah. in the world. It's just Bugs Bunny like fucking like yeah, razzing tri- on tricking people, people and yeah, and then punching authority. them in the face. Yeah. yeah well. Um. But then when I was ten, okay, and I had some sort of like autonomy, the floodgates opened. Okay. And I think a lot of my personality is defined by the fact I was always an obsessive kid, mm. but now suddenly it was like these things like The Simpsons I'd never been able to watch you before. Could watch it all. I like, went yeah. insane about The Simpsons. Right, right. And another thing was like I'm gonna get into action movies. Sure. Like I wasn't allowed to watch superhero. We've shit. been talking about them in the playground, us kids. Right. Action movies. Well, that's why I was here. They hearing. were in. And it's like you it know was the hot genre. Yeah. yeah. 
Most we of weren't my... into like Bergman movies yet. You know, we didn't no. we didn't watch watch foreign movies. We watched action movies. And I kind of hung out with girls more because I could watch the shows that girls could watch, sure. but I couldn't like boys. They'd be like, "Fucking Power Rangers!" I saw Terminator Two, and I'd be like, "I'm not allowed to watch any of this." So I would go like, "Oh yeah, I don't like that stuff." Like I'd have to play it like it was my choice not to watch yeah, it. Sure, yeah. right. Well, you know, yeah. as kids, we create narratives around our lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then I just like talk about Care Bears and stuff. So like when I was like ten or eleven, I remember someone gave my dad a copy of Terminator Two on blue on a DVD. So we're not even arriving at you watching the Terminator. Wow. Yet. No, this okay. is the point. This no, but, is well, this why, is the story. Right. So like you started with Terminator Two, but it seems like everyone else in the world did too. Oh, you yes. didn't. Oh, oh no, okay. Because I was gonna say most yeah. people did. Right. Maybe at least most people are. Yes. Right. Yeah. My dad got a DVD copy of the We're Terminator. We're all 100 years old. Yeah, yes, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. It was like early days of DVD, and that disc, that was like a two-disc set. It was like yeah, a big sure. fancy deal. So people were like trying to send each other DVDs to be like, look at me. I know what DVDs are good, you know? <laughs> the hot DVDs on the market. So we got this Terminator 2 DVD, and I was like, this looks so fucking cool. Like, I'd read through the booklet, and I'd be mm-hmm. like, Mom, can I watch this, please? I mean, you know. And? It's called The Terminator. Right. But, okay, and so no. Sick day. Uh-huh. I had a sick day, and I was like, can I please watch Terminator? And she was like, okay, fine, you're sick, you can watch Terminator. And I was oh. like, cool, we go across the street and rent the first Terminator. So I did double feature. Okay. I and had this now... is the only time you saw Terminator 1? Yeah. Yeah. Now, wow. I have I bought it on DVD shortly after, because we had this copy of Terminator 2 that sure. I would watch a million times. I bought Terminator 1 on DVD. I've seen parts of it on TV. I've sure, seen sure. scenes of it yeah, at times. Yeah, yeah. I have not watched the full movie all the way through since that day when I was probably 11 or 12. All right. But I was surprised... Like how much of it is burned into my memory? Yeah, well, like, that's the images, also, yeah. the like, lines, you know, yeah. the cultural thing. But even some of the little moments that don't get like memed as much, I just like kind of remembered the whole movie. Whereas Terminator Two, I remember because I watched it like once a fucking week. Rachel, yes, you had never seen the Terminator. Never, I had never seen it. Had you seen Terminator Two? No, I okay. have not seen a single film in the entire Terminator franchise. Wow. I, I you about to say in the entire world. I am a newborn okay. to this franchise. Wow. I wanted to start at the beginning. Yeah, it felt right. Got it. Yeah, honestly, I thought it was great. It's like, a good movie. Yeah. I wa- there's a lot of movies I watched, especially ones from the 80s, and I'm like, this is stupid sure. trash. Like, it doesn't I stick with you. It. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, wait, who, what do you want to rag on? No one. Okay. I want to be nice. but yeah, yeah. And I can't remember any good examples. Chariots of Fire? Under Siege 2. Under Siege 2 is a 90s movie, Ben. But especially, oh. I feel like like as someone who was born after this movie was made, yes. I would assume that I like wouldn't relate to it, but I thought it was kind of fascinating. I think it's a, I think it's a very fascinating movie in like the context of right now, yeah. as much as it is. You know, well, it's about a, machines. It's like it's about machines. Like we've gotten to the point now where no one gives a shit about machines. Like humans do things that are so much worse than any machine could ever do. But this was like this beautiful, I feel like naive moment in time where they were like, "It's the machines that will right. bring us down." Yeah, <laughs> it's like so, it's, we it's know better cute. now. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. yeah. Well, and. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of an alarming movie. It's a it's 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 kind of a it's a horror movie more than a sci-fi movie in yeah. a way. Yeah, it's, it's like really a slasher like, movie. It's right. like right. It's, it's a, a it has movie. all that. You know, it's yeah. like a woman being stalked around the street by two crazy people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but one of them turns out to be he's a nice guy. He's pretty crazy, but he's a nice guy. He's a bit of a cock, he- if you ask me. <laughs> Reese, that's his name, right? Kyle Reese. He reminded, more, more me, like he reminded me of like Luke Skywalker. It's like, well, you're blonde. Like, he d- yeah. You're bland. Like you're narratively central. I don't give a shit. Can right? I? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can I just point out the thing that I find most alarming? What? Yeah. Don't say cuck again. Cuck. Mm. That you have already referenced someone by name who has not yet been introduced on this podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. I was going to tell. All right, go ahead. Do, do the names. Go on. Go on, go on. He go produces on. a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. It's an important job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing yeah. wouldn't get out there. Do the name. He's working the, the ones and zeros. I'm going to check my email. Producer Ben. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
A.K. Well. the Ben Deucer. A.K. the Purdueer Ben. <laughs> what? The Purdueer Ben? Purdueer Ben. Uh-huh. A.K. the Haas. Yep. A.K. the Poet Laureate. Yep. A.K. our finest film critic. A.K. White Hot Benny. A.K. the Tiebreaker. A.K. Birthday Benny. A.K. Mr. Hositive. Thank you. A.K.A. the Fuckmaster. He is not Professor Crispy. Nope. He has graduated. White Hot Benny. I said White Hot Benny. Okay. He's graduated to certain titles over the course of different miniseries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those titles include uh. Producer Ben Kenobi, Kylo Ben, Ben Night Shyamalan, Ben Sate, and the hotly contested Benny Lane, Benny Lane which many people are uh, they don't like demanding it. a recount well, I don't for know. Say I don't know. Benny The poll thing. was up, guys. Poll was up. Yeah. You, you pick Benny Lane I like, over. I like Save Anything. <laughs> I like Save Anything. I like Save Anything too. I thought I thought it was better. I made my case for why I thought Benny Lane was a It's a bad too Beatlesy. It's not Cameron Crowe. It doesn't it's not proprietary. Yeah. But anyway, it, we've had this debate. We'll have it again. But it's Ben Hosley. It's everyone. Ben Hosley, everybody. Hey guys. Man, <laughs> The Terminator. Good movie. Really good. <laughs> Me and Ben chatted about it for 40 minutes cuz Griffin took the wrong train and was late. You got here early. I did get Don't here. Don't make it sound like I was 40 minutes late. Dudes, I was dudes, 18 minutes dudes. late. So, the title sequence? Yeah. With oh, the, like, yeah. the little yeah. cursor? Yeah. Old school computer graphics? Yeah, Ben likes old school computer graphics. Who doesn't? Yeah. Well, here's the thing that's like, when you're talking about why it's tough to talk about this movie, okay? Mm. Mm. It's the same thing that The Matrix has. Uh, it's the same thing that The Phantom Menace has. Uh, where, um, uh, last one was a joke. Where, yeah. uh, I picked up no that. comedy points. Uh, where um, not just like the influence it had on other things where it's hard to look at like the Rosetta Stone because like we've seen it. That's one reason it's so familiar because it's doing, yeah. Right, it's like, you know, originating a lot of cliches and a lot of like... Yeah, there's little pieces that that I've seen be recycled through other movies my whole life that I didn't necessarily know were like from this. Exactly. But the other thing is that like every fucking element of this movie is iconic. Yeah. The dialogue's iconic. The characters are iconic, we, but then also like the fucking font is iconic. Before the music's we talk about iconic. anything else, can we address the lizard? Yes. Yeah, let's talk she about the lizard. She has a pet lizard. She has a pet lizard. It's it was in the eighties. What? It's what was its name? It was like I wrote it down because it was so nuts. I do I not like, know the name. Of her first pet of all, lizard. she has a lizard. Oh, Pugsley. Yeah, Pugsley. 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 Which is the name of the kid in Adam's, the Adam's family. family. Really? Yeah. yeah no. So is she? I is that an, the is that an homage to Charles Adams? Is 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 a. Sarah Connor, a big Charles Adams fan. Pugsley, I, I hear Pugsley, and maybe it's just the Adams family like thing, but I, I, I think a Roly Poly thing. Yeah, and like, the old fat boy from the Adams family. Right, lizards are pretty lean. It well, just doesn't feel like a, su- a the, suited. I have name. a question for those of you who have seen all the Terminator movies: Is the lizard a motif? No, no. Does the, the lizard, lizard does return? Not return? No, no the lizard not. is That's disappointing to me. Yeah. So the thing about this movie that is interesting to me, com- because there are so many other Terminator movies, is yeah. this movie is so like '80s, like yeah. And I don't mean it in like yeah. an OMG. I love the '80s. Like it's so random. No, how but like the jeans, the, the, the hair. You know, the, the, the hair, yeah. It, yeah. Especially you know the sunglasses he's wearing. You know, um, the punk rock influence. But yeah, also, the punks and the beginning the, the weird Amazing. punks tech noir the, yeah. you know, tech noir the, yeah. yes yeah and like the fact that she has a, a lizard you know this is people are like i want to you know i'm not going to get a cat or a dog i'm going to get a crazy pet well mm-hmm. the most 80s element of the entire movie to me is that one character is defined by the fact that she wears headphones yes <laughs> like yes. it's a novel yeah, thing that she like brings yeah. a walkman in, you know to have sex which well, is it's like wow what a I what a love, crazy modern person i love this movies is. where the plot relies on like outdated technology <laughs> right. so it's yeah. like the phone book like right. the headphones right like all this stuff that just doesn't exist anymore. Oh, Rachel, the- you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> really, is you're, you really are hitting Ben's uh, 
I'm right there with you. But what's funny about that is this is a movie about time travel. Yes. And of course, other sequels have referenced this movie a lot, you know, and like tie into it in weird ways. Yeah. None of the other movies have the 80s vibe at all. It's like this mm. weird relic that they have to keep touching. Uh, yes. But all the, you know, Judgment, Terminator 2, Pod, Podinator colon Judgment Cast, yeah. Terminator 2 is like the least 90s movie. It's, I mean, the, the most 90s movie. But but Not less nineties than this is eighties. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it is I very nineties. Like, no, I think the nineties were just less than the eighties were. Well, I think that that's true. true. The nineties were less in your face, and and then the two thousands even less so when you get to Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines, which is like a culture really is in decline. Movie. You know, yes. they have less to work with. Yeah, yeah, I think you know when I was watching this as like an eleven year old, I liked this movie a lot, right? But then I was really wanting to watch Terminator 2. Like, there was a part sure. of me that was watching this VHS so I could get to my fucking two-disc Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is for teens. This movie is not so much mm, for teens. Yeah. I was in the right Terminator 2 age has range. a teen hero. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's also, it's big. Yeah, no, of course. It's a big action movie you know, with, like, crazy set pieces. And I this fucking, has no, much less of that. And I mm-hmm. was, like, really into special effects as a kid. So that's, like, the special effects movie. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I also think, like, a couple years later, I got into, like, a big 80s phase. And I was really into fucking, like, 80s culture stuff. But I think as an 11-year-old, it was, like, a bit of a hang-up for me that it was, like, this movie is so steeped in its time. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there are other movies from the 80s that I had, like... Like, Ghostbusters is obviously a movie made in the 80s, but it, it's, it feels less time capsule yeah. Whereas this, from like the hair to the technology to some of the lingo, I mean, I can't deny that it. I mean, Ghostbusters the, the lasers alone. The lasers, the lasers alone. Yes. The lasers. I mean, the incredible. poster for crying yeah. out loud with right. the lasers. Yeah. Okay. So that's not something I hold against the movie present day. I just think no. as a weird eleven-year-old, I was like, yeah. "Why are these people doing weird things?" Mm-hmm. It was like because they're living in a different time. So, uh, I have seen this movie plenty of times. Yeah. My friend Brian. Who I, my mom was kind of like your mom. I mean, she would let me watch cynical works of art. So, maybe, but like she was pretty like I wouldn't I couldn't watch yeah. everything. And you were also the oldest, the first. I was the first. Yes, and it, indeed with Joey, my brother, a lot of that shit went out the window. Oh, as, my sister as, got yeah, fucking free pass. As is so classically. Yeah, yeah I, I got the free pass. Right? Are you the youngest? The younger, yeah. you're the young, God damn it. Um, so, but my friend Brian, who was like kind of a friend whose parents were more permissive, he had like all the video games. He had you know we would go over there and order pizza. Like you know, it was the good friend to hang out with his parents had themselves edited terminators one and two (laughs) on vhs for their son so i think they had like gotten the movie recorded it and they would like press stop and like kind of edit out like the worst bits did they take out the amazing sex scene they took took out the sex scene and i remember when i first saw this movie in a hole and i was like Whoa! There's like a, a like the most '80s like meatloaf video sex scene of the, all time. The piano soundtrack. The fact that they <laughs> imply that like the way you have sex is like by clasping someone's hand really well, that tightly. That final slow motion yeah. shot of them like. Yeah. Oh my god! It was amazing. Uh, and especially because his uh, uh, the the rest of Cameron's oeuvre at this point. Sex becomes a very Disneyfied thing if it exists yeah. at all. Ca- camera yeah. mo- sex in camera movies is is objectively hilarious. We're going to talk right. about it. I mean, do you like, think he's had sex? He's been married five times. I mean, it's, one assumes he's possible. had sex okay. at least yeah. five times. Right. I don't know, but I think for, maybe not. Maybe he's too busy. Yeah, that could be the problem. But Cameron's also I mean, such a technician. <laughs> I think when Cameron it? has sex, it's like drilling for oil. Do you know? What I, mean? <laughs> yeah, I think it's no, like there's sure, a purpose. Sure, that he is, gets it done. And like the the sex in this movie has a very specific purpose. Yeah, you know the, the right. leader of the free world it is, needs it is to be plot conceived. mandated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. they have to have not sex optional. One one time brackets one time. That's the thing is I think Cameron's probably really good at sex 
but there's not. There's no way he's good at. Sex. I think he's good at sex because Cameron <laughs> won't let himself do anything he's not great. Well, at. Well, that's fair. Mm. He is. He's very much I a control freak that. and a perfectionist. Yes. Yeah. So, but I feel like control freak. If we want to talk, you know, should we turn this into a sex podcast yeah, right so now? Here's, let's just, <laughs> yes. after the first 80 episodes movies, now we're just, me and Griffin giving yeah. sex advice. The two guys you want to hear sex advice from most, <laughs> David Sims and Griffin Newman. Uh, I, no, no. I can leave. <laughs> no, no, you're Rachel, in this Rachel, now. Rachel, you're, you're, you're unfortunate. Ben, come in here. <laughs> All right. Ben actually would do a good sex advice podcast. Ben would be do a great sex yeah. advice podcast. I just control freak to me seems like the wrong vibe. Oh, <laughs> ben is in here now. Ben. Hey, Ben, what's, hey, your, what's your advice? Ben, what do you think about sex? Like the sex part. <laughs> cool. And Ben call is call leaving back. the studio. Um, here's here's my read on Cameron having sex because I am down to talk about this for a little bit. Not too long. Not too long. Not too long but I think this is a decent sidebar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. did I did formulate this entire theory. I was in the middle of my of my oh, story. Oh, please, you tell yours. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah no, oh, no, well, well, oh, I'm sorry. Just tell the sex okay. thing quick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think Cameron. Sorry, guys. He was late. I think Cameron is technically. Mm-hmm. Proficient, a, a right, very right. proficient, skilled lover. I think he gets it done. With, <laughs> but there's no passion. You're there, saying I don't think there's any romance. Right, I don't think right. he's one for theatrics. I mean, he's he, a passionate guy in terms of his so, art. So, like you know, he has passion for it's it. It's the romanticism that yeah. when, when we're going to talk a lot about him. He's very primal. His movies are very lean. They're cut to the bone. People make this fun of his a, dialogue for being workmanlike. But it's like, I, I would agree done. with that. There's nothing in the movie that doesn't like have to be there to tell the yes. story. Right. This and movie doesn't like. have an ounce of fat, you might say. Right. Yeah. And Cameron's not going to light a candle. Except the lizard, honestly. <laughs> Except the lizard. Right. <laughs> and that one cute shot of the, the mannequin. But see, the, when he the, does the shit shoes. like that, I feel like it's him being like, I guess a movie's supposed to have two things like this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Well, it's interesting because, like, like I said before, the movie's a slasher movie, and I feel like, and he said this, like, John Carpenter was like the hot director, Halloween, yeah. and these were like the hot small budget movies. Mm-hmm. So I think he would probably seen a lot of those and was like, "My film's gonna snap right into this formula, mm-hmm. except the villain is gonna be a robot, like you know, gonna yeah. have a metal skeleton. Like yeah. that's right. gonna be my weird twist." Can I confess something? Please. I I had the idea that like. Arnold would turn out to be the good guy. Well, <laughs> like, you gotta wait like, until Terminator 2. <laughs> right, but I had this vague idea, which I guess comes from the rest yeah, of the franchise. Yeah, it's just seared that, into the end. Right, but then he's he's just so not. Like, he's, he's yeah. not he's in this not. one. Yeah. And, and he's bad. He's he's brilliant. I mean, we'll get to Arnie. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. But, so not just, to jump the gun. No, 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 it's fine. It, so I had seen this movie a bunch, but in its edited form. We okay, would watch right, both right. movies in their edited form. So would it form. literally and just this was the more skip? Edited. There would just be a it time would, jump? I mean, or were there like, like bits like of VHS. static? Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a disaster. It yeah. would just sort of fuzz over for a second. But I mean, like, it was like the sex scene, the, the eye surgery, you know, like right. the, the sort mm-hmm. of weird, gory, like self-surgery scenes. Yeah. That's basically it. I mean, there's still lots of like. What about violence. all the the women getting shot for no reason? Yeah, definitely. Well, this is <laughs> they what kept I think that the in, huh? Yeah. No, not not the sort of porny, not you know the slightly like ch- ch- poof, uh, okay. murder of the yeah, first yeah. Sarah Connor, which is like really uh, fucked up. Yep. Bad. Yeah, uh, and not the murder of the because also there's the sex scene also where Rick Rossovich describes how he's going to have sex with uh, the lady on the phone with the girl mm-hmm. with the roommate. Yep. Uh, what's yep. the roommate's mm-hmm. name? Uh, Ginger. Headphones. Yeah. Uh, headphones, yeah. I love that's that's probably what Cameron's like. The thing where he l- is like reciting, uh, his, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." And she like hands the phone to Ginger, and he's like, "Ginger, all right." So here's what I'm gonna do. Like he just snaps right back to See, it. See, I think Cameron sexually is not gonna do anything he doesn't have to do. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? But I think he's gonna get it fucking done. Right, and he wants to ring that bell. Yeah. He wants results. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he gets results. Goal oriented. Yeah. There's, there's no way he doesn't get results. 
for a guy who who has made a career out of constantly setting the new benchmark of how expensive a movie can be sure. mm-hmm. and how much a movie can gross. Yeah, yeah. He he's not going home without scoring. No, yeah. He needs he needs at least in his mind he needs you know a trophy or a certificate. Yeah. I or bet like, he's anyway. invented like new positions. No, he hasn't. <laughs> <laughs> One of them's called the Titanic. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. What were you gonna say? No, we were done. We watched it. Oh, you, you watched, watched, the, watched the edited version. When and did then, you see the full thing? In my, in my college years, mm. I took a cyberpunk literature class. Cool. I may have talked about it on this podcast before. Great class, very cool class. Sounds good. And one of the things we watched was the Terminator. Uh huh. Good movie. Uh, good movie. And yeah. I, when I watched it, I realized as I was like, wait a second. I've like never seen all of. The, I had later seen T two a zillion mm-hmm. times because I like got it on DVD or whatever, but. I'd never seen it before. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. Then I watched it again recently because I was wanted to get Joanna, my girlfriend, very excited for Terminator Genesis. So I made her watch <sighs> one and two. Then we didn't even see Terminator Genesis because I went to a screening and it's horrible. The worst. Uh-huh. It's so bad. But anyway. So I've seen it. So I've seen it many arrived. times. you've arrived. Yeah. So here I am. You know the full version now. Yeah. How do, how do you rank the Terminator films? Uh, I guess two. Yeah. One. Yeah. Three. Four, five, right? No, five four. Four oh, is the worst one. Not true. Yeah. Did he? Did Cameron make them all? No, no. he made one and two. Oh, okay. The others are. I mean, there's a a Grand Canyon. Yeah. Like between yeah. the the first two. Well, and I the mean, others. I think we'll cover more Three. of this on our Terminator Two episode. But like every five years, someone Someone's else buys the rights. Sleeves. And they're Got like, it. This is so. Why can't we? Just you know, do take more. a crack at this. Mm-hmm. No. Terminator Genesis, which is the fifth one, is way better than Terminator Salvation because of one reason. Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. You've made this argument to me, and I disagree. Terminator Salvation is the one with Christian Bale, and uh, it's Sam directed Worthington. by McGee. Yeah. It's awful. Wow. The only good thing about it is the rant, uh, and that wasn't in the movie. That's you know the the Christian Bale rant. That's here, from that movie. Here's my argument for why I like Terminator Salvation more than Terminator Genesis. What the, oh, God damn it! All right, friend really of the podcast fast. John Henry was arguing why he hates Revenge of the Sith most of the prequels, which I agree. Right. And he said, it's the one that's most offensive to me because Phantom Menace is shitting on my lawn, but Revenge of the Sith is shitting on my doorstep. Sure, right. <laughs> it so directly leads into the thing that I- So that's your that's your call about Genesis? Genesis is, that is it's so like, tied It's messing into... with this movie. Yeah, and it's yeah. fuck. It's actually like distorted. Genesis like travels all the way back right. to- Yeah, so- okay. And Genesis has like a new person playing Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. It has Daenerys. It's, it's Salvation's so its own thing that it's just like, it's just a shitty movie. It doesn't like diminish Terminator. That's a fair argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So The Terminator, 1984. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, oh, sure. I, what I want to know is like, why would a cyborg from the future have an Austrian accent? Well, indeed. Yes. It's a question. Uh, there's actually a deleted scene in Terminator 3 that explains it that's really? Candy. horrible. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I disagree with you on this. I, I think mean, it's a great scene. I think it's it's something where you see like what's the joke exactly? It's, it's like It's a boardroom of executives Yeah, and where they're he's, like let's you know you're in the present day and they're like, "Whoa, what should the Terminator look like?" and you know. The scene is it's a boardroom and they're watching a video that's Arnold Schwarzenegger in a military outfit and he's like, "Hi there, I'm Sergeant Candy. Oh my God. Introducing my new Terminator. <laughs> it's modeled after me. The peak <laughs> physical, you know." It's so weird. Oh, and it's no. like this high comedy scene and he's showing off this robot version yeah. of himself and he like then so the, turns off the video and turns around to them and he's like, so what do you think? And there's this scrawny guy at the table and he goes, change the voice. <laughs> oh, 
It's the worst. No, one, no one wants It's like I asked that question, but I didn't really want to it's answer. It's my number exactly. one favorite scene of all time. I complain all the time about the fact that it's not in the movie. It's not in the movie. It's like on the DVD extras. Yeah. They oh, cut God. it wisely. Uh, Incorrect. Um, it should have been the whole movie. They should have released Ra- that scene on Rachel a loop. Rachel just nailed it. Like People ask these questions. And they're like, yeah, let's do that in the it's sequel. Like, Please and yeah. like, never tell me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think his voice works beautifully because yeah. it sounds like a speech computer like inhuman. That's, yes. right. that's like 90% of the way there. You yes. know, they, they've almost hammered out all the glitches. Right. But he can't, like, it's perfect for yeah. this. Yeah. But it is a weird risk and it's something, I, I mean, so let me give you guys tons of context. You guys want some context? Just Let's a get little. Some context, so James Cameron made Piranhas to the Spawning, <laughs> which is not a good movie, no. and was like taken away from him during the editing process anyway. And we reviewed it last week and we never need to speak of it again. Eh, we'll talk about it We'll a talk bit. about it once yeah. in a while. Um, and then while he was making this movie, which is very stressful, he had a dream about a metallic torso, like, <laughs> attacking him with knives. I mean, same, every night. <laughs> he had that dream. <laughs> you know, the classic dream where your teeth you falls out in a metallic torso. Uh, and so, and he, like, this, whatever, you know, this supposedly inspired the movie, and he started writing, and... Gail Ann Hurd, who produced this movie and has a co-writing credit, and married James Cameron and after then, this film, right? And then divorced to James yeah, Cameron after series. Alien. Which was yeah. she the first Mrs.? Where did uh, she come? Second. Second. She was okay. the second. Yeah, yeah. but right. she was the first who was married to like filmmaker James Got Cameron it. at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, she she claims she co-wrote the movie. Mm-hmm. He claims she gave him notes on the script. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's never been Wonder totally resolved. Wonder who's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And then, uh, and James Cameron's known for uh, retaining a soul, script credit, yeah. and all of his movies even though he has other people working on it. He them. likes yeah. the written and directed by James Cameron. He yeah. is an auteur in his mind and he certainly is a yeah. control freak director who controls everything about his movies. But yeah. Yes, as you say, other people work on his movies. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Ladia Katatoris. Kata, did a lot of work on Avatar, which he acknowledges, but was right. like, "I'm getting credit on this one, baby." Uh, <laughs> here's a little. Here's a little uh, uh, IMDb trivia fact that I like from <laughs> my Amazon Kindle Fire. Uh, that that he uh, you know had the first notion of the metal skeleton like ripping out of his chest, mm-hmm. like engulfed in flames, and then was like, "That's a cool image." That image takes place in the future. Sure. I don't have enough money to make a future right. movie, so it's got to be a time travel so, movie. Like, he we'll get pragmatically the worked back in there. Right. That's, like, that's he was like, smart. I want to yeah. send yeah. that back mm-hmm. to a place that I can shoot without having to set dress everything. Sure. And he early had the idea of, like, a liquid metal robot as well. That was originally Michael Bean's character. And then he was like, okay. all right, can't I can't work. do a liquid metal Impossible. robot in it, the 80s. The only way no I can money. do it is just literally pour a couple of water <laughs> on the ground and film the puddle. <laughs> so that is in T- Terminator 2, obviously. He comes back to okay, it. But okay. so, yeah, it is. So yeah. He, yeah, so he settles on this idea. My guess is, from everything I've heard about the script, Gail Ann Hurd was like, you need human stuff yeah. in this movie. And yeah. like really pushed him to like strengthen the romance and you know have there be a little more of like a story arc that's be- beyond like a metal skeleton chasing mm-hmm. someone. So... I think that's where her contribution yeah, I was think strongest. Yeah, I think that's good. And, and uh, yeah. I, yeah, and I, for a little while I was worried. I was like, oh, they literally only had the woman character in this movie to like be a meat sack for breeding. But right. then no, but I mean, then by the end, it's like, oh, she actually is taking an active role. Like she's the one who yeah. stays alive. Well, and Rachel like, Waits, you see Terminator 2. You really, now I, I want to watch it with yeah. you because in Terminator 2, she's incredible. It's, yeah. it's one of my yeah. favorite no, performances I, But I was, yeah. I was really like won over. I was yeah. worried there yeah. in the middle and then I was like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. There is and this weird element. He oh, no. makes movies yeah. about women usually. And yeah, most of his protagonists I mean, are female. I mean, or at least half the time. And like, 
Yeah, and it, that's I think that's why it resonated with aliens because it's like oh, it's that's it's, it's sort of the same woman, you know. It's, I did like watching this movie. I immediately went to Wikipedia and I was like, was James Cameron raised by a single mother? Mm-hmm. Because there's in, something, in and he Ontario, wasn't. No. But it does feel like. Sure, there's an appreciation for that sort of. Hey, maybe he wishes he had been. Yeah, for, hey, yeah. I mean, him. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to oh, uh, psychoanalyze has... his relationship with his father. But I do look at this movie and, like, for a guy who is so masculine, is so yes. dominating, right? No, but sure. he has like this sort of almost pornographic, like, uh, like reverence for mothers. Yeah, like, that that's keeps the coming thing. Back yeah. specifically as these like inhumanly strong personalities. That's the most heroic thing you right, can do. Right, right. And I do think there's something interesting, like because. The Terminator is always categorized as like action sci-fi. Sure, we've already established that it's kind of more horror slasher more than movie, action yeah. slasher. The other, the other thing I think it is is it is this weird kind of like fairy tale. Like this is his version of the Cinderella story in the same way that we like talked about with Jupiter Ascending, where it's like someone coming to like a woman who like. Even the introductory scene of her at like the diner and the kid dumping the ice cream in her yeah. is such She's an early really Cinderella rude, thing of like. Oh, mop the floors. You have no value. Sure, no one pays right, attention right, right. to you. Your boyfriend, the, the guy canceled on her in the date. You know, right. she's got to listen. Like, they really yeah. set up that thing of, like, she's sort of the latch key. And then it's like someone comes to her and goes, like, you're important. Right. Like, but you're I, secretly I kinda, this. I kind of hate that. I mean, it's like, who is this guy to walk in there and, like, <laughs> hand her the gift of her significance in the universe right. instead of letting her figure it out? Because there's this scene where they're sitting in the car, and she's like, can you can you just, like, tell me what I need to do to, like, stay alive? And right. he starts yelling. He's like, let me mansplain <laughs> cyborgs to you. And I'm just like, dude, like this is a tough situation for her. <laughs> yeah, I have a Be little sensitive. empathy. Now, yeah. Well, it's tough. Let's think. There's this closed loop of her creation right. that is bound up in her, whatever Kyle is to her. I mean, her the father of her child and yeah. her son. And like she's so important in it, but also they are kind of, it's this weird like thing where they're setting it all up for her. Right. But, but yeah. it is like, I mean, yes, I do think, it, I completely understand what you're saying. The difference between you and I is I have seen Terminator 2. That is a big right. difference. So I know the it's arc true. of the character and where it goes. I believe that. Right. That comforts me. Yes. And this movie, like, you're correct. They only really have her self-actualize in the last, like, five minutes. Yeah. Basically, once Kyle is, you know, down for the count. Right. And yeah. you see her, like, sort of, like... I mean, like, you're Terminator she, like, fucker. Uh, she, That's... speaks Spanish at the gas station. Right. Good oh, yeah. for her. And even oh, just yeah. that final beat with her in the steel mill is kind of, like, you see her, like... Pick right. up the yeah. gauntlet she's deal and be with this like, herself yeah, and, she's and she gets, she delivers the punchline. Yeah, like, Terminator yeah. fucker. Right. She delivers the death oh, blow. Yeah. She delivers the punchline, and then yeah. the coda is like right. you see who she is, now. which yeah. is so crucial to the movie. But yeah. we'll get to the end of the movie. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. James Cameron, correct. He has this movie. He goes to Orion Pictures, which no longer exists, but was like a sort of mid-budget studio back in the eighties. They made. Sounds of the Lambs, they made some good movies. Yeah, made a lot of really bad movies, but they made a couple movies. really good ones. Yeah. Um, they made movies like this, so you can imagine a lot made of them. Hannah Hannah's Sisters, I think. I, as I well. think that's yeah. right. Um, he uh, had his friend, Lance Henriksen, who is in this movie as the fe- the, the cop, the sort of skinny cop, not oh, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. the boss cop, the sort of sarcastic cop. Mm-hmm. And he's a great actor, and he was in Piranha too. Had him put, I want to get this right, uh, he was wearing a leather jacket, fake cuts on his face. And gold foil smothered over his teeth. He kicked the door in at like the production meeting and like to be like the Terminator. Like wow. this is what the Terminator is gonna look like. Wow. Uh, and they gave him four million dollars to make the movie, and they later raised it to six. This movie cost six million dollars to make. Uh, Cameron's famously like one of the best 
pitches in Hollywood. Right. Like he sells his movies really fucking hard. I mean, now he sells because it just by it, saying, "I want to make another movie." But it but. is one of those things where people are like, "Why can't people make movies?" Like James Cameron made a crazy movie about blue aliens. It's like, well, James Cameron's good at you know getting money <laughs> yeah, to right. make yeah. a weird thing. Like right. not yeah. everyone can pull that off. Right. But he was also like a, a white man to start with. It doesn't hundred uh, percent. Look, I mean, this is Hollywood. It's ninety five percent white men. Let's be realistic. Money. Yeah. But but like James Cameron did. I mean, for someone who has escalated the scale and scope of movies more than anyone else has he did work harder than anyone else to do that yeah no one wanted to give james cameron a hundred million dollars even if he was a white man and they were only ever going to give it to a white man they didn't want to give every anyone a hundred million aliens is the famous one where he walked on set and everyone was like who's this guy we hate you because everyone who worked on aliens had worked on alien Right. And they despised the fact that Ridley Scott wasn't making, but we'll get to aliens. And yes, there's an element of like white cis male privilege that he believes he can be that strong minded and get things done. He's the king of the world. But also, no one else gets shit done like that. That's the thing is like, he's the one guy who actually is just fucking. What are you talking about? He gets shit done. A lot of people get shit done. Lots of people get shit done. He's gotten some some cool shit done. I wouldn't disagree with that. Wait, what is your argument here? I'm saying I think James Cameron weaponizes (laughs) his privilege more than most people do. Well, that's true. He doesn't rest on laurels. Sure. An accomplished. Like yeah. uh, producer and so on and so forth, and yeah. yes, he is—he's a big swinging dick in Hollywood. But you yeah. know, lots of people get shit done. Yeah, yeah. He just—he just makes good movies. He just really gets shit done, right? I mean, but like yeah. somebody got a lot of shit done to make what's a bad movie? The Huntsman: Winter's War. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of shit got done. Yeah, money was put on the table. Yeah, pitches yeah. were made, and then yeah. they made the Huntsman: Winter's War. You can War. you can waste that much money. Oh yeah, or you, you can, can yeah. use it. Yeah. You can get knows, shit done. He knows wasting. and make shit. Yeah. Uh, can I just throw out that uh, the movie was released in Poland under the title The Electronic Murderer? <laughs> because. That's because really good. It's a great title. <laughs> in, there is a Polish word Terminator that means an apprentice. Huh. Okay. So it would have been like The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Oh, I see. So they couldn't say that. Right. Right. right, right. So they call it The Electronic Murderer. But then, then, <laughs> but then seven years later when Terminator 2 came out, at that point it had become the, so it big. It was such a big thing. They just called it Terminator term. 2. But it was a sequel Apprentice to a movie. Apprentice 2. But I was no, gonna... they called it just, yeah, they just called right, it The right. Apprentice 2. But yeah. what about the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger is now the host of The Apprentice? Oh, shit. Kind of crazy. Think about it, wow. guys. Big Poland. What Pulling was I going to say? Well, a big topic of discussion in my cyberpunk class is yeah. that he is not actually a cyborg. Uh, no, he's a robot. He's a robot because, like, it's a just, cyborg would be like a human with robot parts. Correct. It's basically a cyborg. Like, a cyborg, yeah. you need both yeah. to live. Yeah. You know, you kind of, you kind of, right. one relies on the other. He just has like a, a it's a flesh, flesh, a flesh costume. Yeah. yeah. Thing. He's, yeah. A, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's yeah. a robot he, in human he's skin. He's basically yeah. like you. You put the drugs in the pillow. You know, like right. to get the pillow, like the drugs through right. customs, right. like because the. As Kyle right. says, like it only only organic tissue, whatever it's surrounding, gets mm-hmm. through this time. But machine. don't give the pillow too much credit. The thing that's getting you higher the drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The, the thing that's killing you is the robot. The yeah. skin's just that's what gets him through. But of course, this yeah. movie doesn't work without the skin. No, I mean, I love the part at the end where he starts to smell bad <laughs> and like fall apart, and the neighbors are just like, "What the fuck, man!" It's the like, best. It's great, and he turns into a zombie. So yeah. suddenly, it's like kind of a zombie movie. It's, yeah, I like that. That yeah. is, it has a lot of zombie. Which I guess the slasher movies kind of do too, because the serial killers like Michael Myers or Jason or whoever yeah. will kind of turn into zombies because they're yeah. like getting shot and then they come back up and they're sort of raggedy now and like maybe one of their arms is hanging weird. Yeah, right. I mean, well, well and, and part of what makes him so creepy is that he was initially looked human and becomes less and less recognizable. Right. Yeah, he's got yeah. he's got a weird eye. Yeah, sure I, does. I just let this sure is sure like, does. This is a real basic thought. Oh boy. 
But I love when movies can take something that is not special at all and because of context make it have like a lot of weight behind it. Like what? So like like Sorcerer, the William Friedkin movie, where they're trying to get this truck full of like wet dynamite through the jungle. Uh. You're watching it and you're like so tense. I saw it with our friend Ramona Head. Sure. And at one point in the movie I was like, Oh, but there's like not real dynamite on the truck. <laughs> but you're when they cut to a close up of the dynamite, you get so tense, but nothing's happening. Yeah. It's just a close up of a stick. Yeah. And so like the first half of this movie is just Arnold Schwarzenegger wearing bad punk clothes. And oh, like you yeah. it, you infer onto him the feeling that he is a robot because the film is giving you that context. And it's and, like that and he's his a murderer. Performance is right. Yeah, and the yeah, performance yeah. is killing it. But and like, but it's only in the second, like, I'd say even the third act is when he really starts deteriorating. Because yeah. even when he's got the eye, most of the time he's wearing the sunglasses right. over. He immediately puts the sunglasses cool on. What I want to know is where did he get the leather jacket? He does like an outfit change. He, he gets it oh. after his little eye operation. Well, because he's got the punks, so he's wearing the punk right, clothes. So it's for the a same while. other clothes underneath. It's the shirt, the pants, and the boots are the same as the punk outfit. Right. He the jacket loses, changes. He loses the jacket. Yeah. The, the first jacket, which right. is he gets a cool pretty jacket. lame, and then he gets yeah. a much cooler jacket. So I forget. I, you know, the version of this movie I would love to see is one in which he like gives up his murder quest and he just figures out like how to be a cool human boy <laughs> like <laughs> how to fit in with the punks well, what that would be so beautiful you're gonna like the other Terminator movies okay, right. one thing yeah. I like about the other about Terminator 2 is yeah. that he, in Terminator 2 he looks like uh, Hell's Angel because he yeah. lands at a biker bar Hell what yeah. I want is in Terminator 3 for him to land somewhere completely different and like wear like gymnastics mm. clothes or something. Well, like, but I love the joke in Terminator 3. I'm clearly a fan of all the stupid elements of Terminator, Terminator 3. Terminator 3 is just like jerking you off about the first two movies. Like that's yeah. why, yeah. Yeah, guess what? I love those first yeah, two movies. Yeah, they're good. Uh, the joke in Terminator 3 is that like, Terminator 2, he lands a biker bar, so he immediately gets the iconic, like, leather biker look. Okay. Terminator 3, he lands at a male strip club. Right. Nice. And so it's like his, you know, seemingly badass Terminator outfit is actually just, like, a leather daddy's, like, yeah. right. kind of, like, stripper yeah. suit, which, which I really like. And and let's not I, forget that, like, the first really amazing image of this movie is, like, his naked buns yeah. glistening it's in true. the lamplight. And here's yeah. the thing we the gotta real, talk about. This is, like, real, like, you know, Schwarzenegger great with, buns. like, yes, yeah. yeah. He's not sexy, no. but he is like a specimen. He's like, beautiful. Yeah. He's impressive. Yeah. He looks yes. great. He's like an incredible building. He like was, he's a perfect right. piece of architecture. <laughs> right, right. Well, he looks like a. He should have like thirty Rockefeller Center on his back. Yeah. Right? Like he looks like an art deco. It's like a yeah. nice computer. You know, it's like yeah. you can like eroticize it, but it's not in and of itself an erotic it's just object. Hard to imagine sure. being attracted to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Are we? I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're skipping over something really major. Well, we're what? gonna we're gonna go back. And to I watched this movie in HD, and I had never. Certainly noticed oh, yeah, this you, before. You catch a glimpse. You see some pecker in this movie. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't notice I that. It. I noticed it. Sort of and I was, shadowy. I was surprised. Yeah. Maybe I had the brightness, you know, amped up too much. <laughs> Maybe you paused it and like, you know, sort of went back. But and it was forth, when he's walking frame. towards Bill Paxton and the other punks. I saw some like real like flapping, like swinging, some wow. swinging. I wouldn't even say swinging. I'd say it was flapping. It was going. All right. like, <laughs> okay, all right. He didn't give a shit. He posed like nude and gay magazines. Right. I guess yeah. he was used to that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was a bodybuilder. Yeah. Like, we'll yeah. get to Schwartzy in a second, but I want to give you so Henriksen. Yeah. Lance Henriksen, that that kind of reedy guy who I love. Yeah, he was Cameron's first choice for the role. That wasn't going to happen. A little too brainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sylvester Stallone gets offered the role because it's 1984. He turns it down. Infamously, Mel Gibson gets. I'm coming to the okay. infamously. Mel oh, Gibson wow. gets offered the role. He turns it down. The producers want O.J. Simpson. <gasps> and no. the, the the sort of infamous joke is that James Cameron didn't think he was convincing as a as a murderer. 
Now, Aww. that actually makes sense, especially since we've all probably seen Made in America this right. year. You know, his OJ's whole image was he was like the Hertz guy. I'm he not was a like, murderer. He was cutesy. Yeah. You know, he was... one could argue his entire brand is I'm not a murderer. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like, I'm the least threatening big guy you've ever seen. Still to this day, that is his brand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then they. They wanted Schwarzenegger. They suggested Schwarzenegger, who had been in the Conan movies. That's basically all. The first one. The second one came out the same year as this. It came out the same year as this, but he ha- he was making it. They okay. like rushed it. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah. that was it. Basically, all he had. He was the bodybuilder guy. He'd been in that documentary, Pumping Iron, which was like a big breakthrough a big because deal. he was really charismatic right. and funny in it. And then he's in Stay Hungry. He's in Stay Hungry, which is this little drama with Jeff Bridges. But he and got like a Golden Globe newcomer an, nomination. Right. And he's mm-hmm. you know getting anointed. People were like, oh, he could maybe act. Um, then he does Conan, and Conan's big. And they were suggesting, weirdly, they were suggesting him for Kyle Reese. Stupid. Which is crazy. Insane. But studios, that would be really hard to watch. Studios are really stupid. Yeah. And so finally, apparently Cameron put him off a lot. That's just what I like about that. I love those little mm-hmm. movie stories where it's like, you know, it almost didn't happen. Uh, and Schwarzenegger immediately started talking about like how he would do the villain like rather than play Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. And James Cameron said, like, wait, 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 stop, stop. And like started drawing his face and was like, let me put some sunglasses on this. You know, like immediately <laughs> was like, all right, all right. I can see it. Um, and they made the movie. And Schwarzenegger thought it was going to be like a total piece of shit. It's hard not to think this was going to be a piece of shit. Yeah, on paper. You know, it's the just, guy made yeah. Piranha 2. <laughs> She's got that like feathered hair. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, a $6 million movie about a robot. You know, I mean, yeah. it just sounds yeah. dumb. And, and like, it's called The Terminator. Like, it sounds stupid. And the one-liner like plot of this movie is... Time Traveler tries to impregnate a woman he just <laughs> met before a robot shoots her. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the struggle of this movie. It's like, yeah. can I, can I, can I shoot a load before? I'll give you as much money as you want for right. that one. The first choice for Kyle Reese was Sting. Oh, my God. And instead <laughs> they went for Michael Bean, who's got kind of a Sting. What a loss. Sting yeah. wow. They definitely right. Sting his hair up. Yeah, they Sting yeah. his hair up. I just felt like he was so he was so lame that it was just like like a pity fuck. I don't know. I, I mean, look, you know, it's a tough it's a tough situation there, and they were just in it. Like, I'd have sex with Michael Bean. I think he's good at selling the um, mania. Like, yeah, I, I yeah, he's a little he, deranged. He right? kills the scene where he's like basically saying, you know, the the scene where he's been taped by the police psychiatrist. Right. Mm-hmm. That to me is his best scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um because you you don't see much of the future. You do see these brief scenes of the future. But like it's you he's he kills you getting that Sarah gets like believes it basically. Yeah. Well, it's also hilarious like because the like the police officer is supposed to be us like Having right. someone describe the plot of this movie to us, right? It's right. like, oh, you're like, oh, that sounds insane. And right. I love that the, or, um, what's the psychiatrist called? I keep psychiatrist, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know. What, what's his name? Uh, you know, Earl Bone is the actor. Yes, um, uh, and he's like, he's in uh, Peter Silberman. Okay, I, yeah, that whatever. name is nothing. Um, I love Silver. when love when he says like, this is like such a great crazy guy story. It's a total closed loop. Like you could never prove any of yeah. it. Yeah, it, like the robot's a guy. You yeah, know, like right. this is great. Like. And I can't disprove anything <laughs> he's arguing. Yeah. I, I love that idea that it is such a logically crazy yet thing mm-hmm. for, for someone to think. Yes. There's also a detail that I picked up in this viewing that I certainly didn't pick up when I was 11. Sure. Which is that, like, it's implied that Kyle Reese is a virgin. Yeah, man. Oh, true. Who's, yeah. who's going to have sex in a world where Terminators he's could like, pop up at any I've moment? I've never felt the touch of a woman. <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, oh, honey. Yeah. And that uh, nope. sex scene is in real time. <laughs> 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 Thank you, Ben. Our uh, film critic. Ten comedy points. Yep. 
Uh, I do think uh, it, that that sort of like you watch him, you're kind of like, who's this like fuck boy? But it yeah, kind of in that scene, like I think he's good. And I think part of the movie needs to cute. work that he's sort of like a little bland. Yeah. Did you know yeah. he's in Greece? No, no, really? He's uncredited as a base basketball player. Well, that sounds important. Uh, he'd also been in Logan's Run. And not much. Hey, was he in much. anything after this? Like, did this launch him at all? He, he's in The Abyss. He's and in aliens. aliens. He's in Aliens. Wait, yeah, of he's course. Hicks. You know. He's the main. Oh, I forgot you just. Of course, of course, of course. You can't like see anyone's face in that. It's but, true. Yeah. I mean, everyone's yeah. very dirty. But he's and like the main. He's the main love interest. He's kind of the same character. Very much the same. He always plays the same character for Cameron. He's in The Abyss. He's in Terminator Two in the director's cut. Yeah. But only for like a scene. Yeah. Is he in? And yeah, it's a good scene. Is he in anything famous? Like that's not a Cameron movie. I believe he had substance issues. He's in the, the Rock. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, and sort of yeah, he's in the Rock. I mean, he like he's in the starts rock. appearing in like action movies, he but in much more Army like guys, tertiary like, roles all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, he plays like corporate people and like you know mm-hmm. like commanders in like the fucking control room yelling out the orders and stuff like that. He still works, but he, he was, had this amazing run as like Cameron's guy. He was gonna be in um, Alien Three for a while, and then they wrote him out. You know, yeah, you know, the, I mean, he's Cameron's guy. Like, that's yeah. kind of, and Cameron, I feel like, almost would just sort of do him favors after yeah. Aliens. I just think, I mean, Aliens, he's really good because there's this, he's very uh, vulnerable. Like, he's very like mm-hmm. open yeah. in that movie, which I yeah, really like. Yeah, he's appealing there. Right, and then uh, Abyss well, is playing like, up the mania. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. This is sort of the balance of the Abyss two. It's time. alternating between the mania and the, like, vulnerability. Well, I feel like I've been hard on him, but he is, he's kind of cute. Like, I don't he's really, I have no problems cute. with the him. The problem, yeah. no, well, so I'll say in Aliens, what I like about him, and I can't believe, well, whatever, uh, is that he basically takes... Um, Ripley's orders pretty quickly. Yeah. Like he sort of snaps into a secondary role. Right. That's what in makes this, him a hero is that he's exactly. yeah. he's just realizes like, he knows that Ripley's you know what's going on. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah, exactly. In this one, he's kind of not Luke Skywalker is almost an interesting comparison because even though Luke Skywalker isn't yelling at everyone all the time, yeah. he is sort of just kind of grating for the first 40 minutes of the movie because he won't stop like whining and complaining and asking yeah. like what's this now what? he's constantly like trying to move the action forward right. when the other characters don't really want him to yeah. or and, or you just want to sort of grab him and slow down and be like let's get our bearings you know and Kyle is also kind of grating because he won't stop screaming at everyone and asking yeah. what the year is and I don't know like saying we have to run you know yeah I mean, here's what I like about Michael Bean a lot in this movie. And this, like, speaks to the weird alchemy of what makes movies great and all these things that you can't really control. Like, uh, I almost think a better actor in the role would have been to the detriment of the movie. Mm -hmm. I can see this argument. Because the Terminator has to be, like, the biggest presence in the film, right? You need a guy who just, like, pops in that way where Arnold Schwarzenegger's just, like, this weird fucking thing. Right. And everything he does is, like, oddly compelling. Right. Right. And you also need, even though, like, the script demands that Kyle Reese be the, like, force driver, the plot driver for so much you of the need film. need Sarah to have, like, the She's predominant She's the one who's supposed to have an arc. Yeah. She needs exactly. to be more important than he is. And you, you need to want her to take the reins yeah. at the end of the film. And so it's, like, I think he's good. I think he right. fits the role well. Yes. There's a thing that you and I have talked about briefly on this podcast, which is a common complaint that you and I have about the media landscape, which is that generally people are too good looking. (laughs) 
And it's yeah. not just that, like, genetically they cast people who are too good looking, but also, like, everyone's too buff. They're, like, sure. I was thinking shape. about this the other day watching TV. I was like, these ladies, they're too pretty. Yeah. Everyone's and too everyone, well dressed. Everyone's all it. put together yeah. perfectly. Yeah. It's true. And I watched this movie, and, and it's too like. too well dressed. Yeah. Okay. People didn't used to be so well dressed. No, no. So, like, Schwarzenegger is, like, beautiful, but also not sexual, right? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, a beautiful piece of art. And then you look at Michael Bean and Linda Hamilton. Both of them are, like, attractive people. Yeah. But they don't look like models. No. They're dressed down. They're not, like, super posy. And there's something about the fact that it's, like, not to, you know, but but fucking in Terminator Genesis, Jai Courtney plays Kyle Reese. Yeah, and he's, I mean, it's the biggest problem with Terminator Genesis. He's, like, swole. I feel like there's... In he like looks, a Who Weekly episode about him, and I oh, still yeah. don't know who he no. is. Like, no one will ever know who he five. is. Yeah. He's in he's seven major guy. franchises. No. <laughs> no one likes him. No one right? likes him. He's fine, yeah. but he looks like an army grunt. Like yeah. he's very built. He's very. He looks like an army grunt, but he also looks like an American Eagle Outfitters model. Yeah, you know, does, yeah. like mm-hmm. and he's got this huge head and big blue eyes and everything. Huge head. And there's <laughs> so yeah, big. It's insane. Whereas Kyle, I mean, Michael Bean's head's quite small. It's quite yeah. small. But the other thing in this movie. Well, finish your point. Well, I just think there's nothing relatable about someone like that. And it's yeah. a place where genre movies go wrong today, I think, is that like totally. the yeah. movies where you want really beautiful people are like your Cameron Crowe movies. You know, you mm-hmm. want to see like peak Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger fall in love because it's a human story and you want to elevate that story to a sure. higher level. Yeah, I think right. it's kind yeah. of an inverse relationship. It's like the more the plot matters, the more that's going on, the less you need the people to be like gorgeous because if the world of the film is so far away from the world that we live in right the people in it need to reflect you more yeah then like Jerry Maguire it's like well I've fallen in love so I can watch people who are better than me fall in love (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the Terminator you're like these people need to be like that shirt needs to be kind of shitty yeah you know (laughs) yeah well fuck Terminator 3 through 5 um, but this movie gets that right. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I saw like Sarah Connor's outfit in the first scene. She has like this sort of like blue windbreakery thing and these amazing jeans. Here's this big head, and she looks great. I was like, I want to wear that. She does. So to be fair, I she looks good. Part of that's no hindsight. No beef with Linda Hamilton. All right. Part of that's hindsight. Like I do yeah. think. Like I no, watched. It's true. There's these th- styles have come back around. Right. And there's this like James L. Brooks TV movie that I'm kind of obsessed with called Thursday's Game. That's about Bob Newhart and Gene Wilder who get kicked out of their weekly poker game and decide to just, like, hang out every week Mm -hmm. so they, like, uh, have time away from their families and their jobs so they just, like, take walks through the park every Thursday. It's a really nice movie. Sure. But um, the two of them are supposed to be, like, such, like, sad sack, like, New York pencil pushers, and they have the coolest fucking suits in the world in that Mm -hmm. movie because that fashion just, like, cyclically came around. Yep. I also think, like, she's well-dressed in this movie, but it doesn't feel like she's wearing designer clothes. No, no. no. Like, she's not no. Carrie Bradshaw. She's, she's downtrodden. Very she relatable. Like, yeah. yeah. She, like, bought good shit from, like, a mall store. Yeah. You know? Um, um, and I like how piecemeal, like, I mean, Kyle Reese looks like a fucking homeless person. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, I, I got really distracted. He did show up naked. I mean, yeah. Because he's wearing the homeless man's pants the whole movie. <laughs> Oh How man! How can they fit? What's in those? And they got paint splatters just, on them too. And like, I know he's yeah, from the future. I know yeah. they probably yeah. don't have showers, but like, I mean, they're all baby. homeless in the future, Ben. Think yeah. about yeah, it. There are no true. homes. They yeah. all sleep on like beds of skulls. That crotchal region, though, is ripe. <laughs> and then she sleeps with them. Sorry, <laughs> that is no. But they yeah. had a shower in the motel room, so they showered first. Yeah, they maybe. definitely showered first. Then she refeathered the hair. She yeah. she blew it out again. But um, 
my, my point, point, thing I think I, another reason they have yeah. Michael Bean is that he's a little shrimpy. Yes. Which you need you because need. you need someone who's way smaller than Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they do a great they job. They want to draw that comparison. His as clothes much as they are can. so ill fitting. Yeah. Like but even it, the shirt's too long, that long and everything. Coat that he wears yeah. without a shirt underneath, and you're just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and the shirt's all stretched out. Like he looks so <laughs> microscopic. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the only problem I have with that is sometimes while I'm watching it, I'm like, this this guy like. There wasn't like a guy, a more well-fed guy you could send through the fucking time. You have one shot at the time machine. But when you watch, but that he was Courtney, preordained. No, I yeah. know they that's the problem. And the other thing is, it, my eyes hurt. Yeah, you know, from thinking <laughs> yeah. about time loops. Sorry. When you watch Jai Courtney, it's like uh, this guy's gonna make it. Well, He's so fine. And in, you watch this, and there's tension because it's like Michael Bean. You're scared. In Terminator, oh, Jenna, I knew he would die. There it, was no question. But I'm saying, like in every scene, you're like, this guy can't really fend for himself. Oh sure, right. Like you know? this could be it. There's yeah. tension in, moment to moment. In Terminator, Genesis. Obviously, it's yeah. it, the, in Terminator Genesis. You see the other side. You see mm. the future, and you see like they find the time machine. And John Connor, who there is played by Jason Clark, yeah, is like, who will go through? And Jai Courtney's like, I'll go through. And he has to be like, all right, uh, <laughs> like, pull off his shirt. You know, like, literally the Jai best Courtney. body I've ever. He looks better than Schwarzenegger <laughs> in this movie. Stupid. And then he sort of like yeah. takes his pants off, and and, Jason, and everyone looks Jason at his Clark. giant. Yeah, dick. seriously. Yeah. And Jason Clark is like, so. Uh, tell my mom, like, thank you, Sarah Connor. Like, <laughs> yeah. those exact words. Like, we appreciate your service. Yeah. Like, the future is not set. Yeah. It's like, okay, got it. Uh, I go in here? Yeah, like, it's the worst. You've seen Genesis. I hate it so much. It's quite bad. But it's like, Kyle Reese in this, you're like, because watching this, right, for the first time since I was 11, where I have, like, a more critical eye, I was, like, the thing I was skeptical of is, like, how are they going to sell the idea that they fall in love this quickly, right? Right. And the sure, movie right. pushes you along. Like, it it makes you jump through hoops. But I think the big key to that is the idea that, like, Kyle Reese has had no life He's, like, whatsoever. never seen a woman, Right, like, his whole I mean, he's thing... already sold on it before he gets yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I do love that the first Future War scene... You see, it's called the front lines with no, you a woman. See an awesome lady. Oh, yeah. It's That's true. Yeah. Cameron always yeah. does yeah. is like, and it's like the thing that everyone always says of like, if you don't have enough female characters in your script, just like make a character female. Right. You know, right. just like change the mm-hmm. name of the character, make her female. And James Cameron just like does that. Like there are just more women per capita in, in his all movies, of his movies. It's than very any true. other. To genre be fair, film. I would say a large percentage of the women in this movie get shot within true. seconds of us true. seeing large them. True. People in this movie. Yes, it's, you're right. You're right about it's, that. It's a definite faint praise award, but I think he puts more women on the battlegrounds yeah. in a future yeah, war yeah. than most filmmakers do. I, mm-hmm. You have to assume it's why they thought of him for Aliens. No question. One of, one of the mm-hmm. reasons because. Yeah. Or why they, he was drawn to aliens. They see this movie yeah. and they hire him for aliens, basically yeah. is how it goes. Like, it's almost instantaneous. Well, I've heard a different story, but we'll get to that mm-hmm. next week. Um, but uh, uh, the thing I was going to say is I like the way that Kyle's character set up is, like, he's just been moving from, like, outpost to outpost, shooting, survival, like, One no picture. time to develop a personality. And you believe if he has that picture and, like, that's oh, the yeah. idea. Oh, yeah. He's, like, so preset on falling in love with her. No, but it's her. It's more her falling her for homeless that's man. Like, would this yeah. really happen? Yeah. That's, that's much harder. Right. Right. But I think there's something too. I mean, I see watching it I think this time. I think they're cute. They're, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't really need them to be believable. Like, no, I'm not need, an idiot. I know this is yeah, sci-fi. Ex- exactly, like, it's fine. It's gonna right. happen. Right. Well, Go on. Watching it this time, I, I definitely understood him falling for her. Well, yeah. The sex scene I view as more of a pity fuck. <laughs> yes. A little bit. Because even the way she plays it, she basically th- says that. Well, and she she's says like, up. "Are there a lot of women in your time?" She's obviously flirting with him <laughs> at that point. 
But he's like, no, none. And then she's like, oh, well, shit, now I got to do this. I mean, he's literally, Jesus. he came back all the way from the past. <laughs> he's going to die. I also think she might have just figured it out. She's like, I yeah. have to have this future baby. Yeah. Like, this is probably how I'm going to have the future baby. Because, right. like, yeah. I figured it out. So This yeah. is, like, a really fucked up first date. <laughs> it really yeah. is. <laughs> no, this is, no. This is their second date. Their first date is when he like kidnaps her in the car, <laughs> yeah. and there's oh, tech yeah. war and all that. <laughs> then he is put in jail. Then no, he escapes right. from jail, yeah. breaks her out. Date That's two. the start of date two. <laughs> right. Well, they spend they spend the night in the little tunnel. That's nice. Yeah. It's that's that's sort of the spark, right? Yeah. That's the that's their first human moment together, right. where he's not just yelling about robots. Right. And he sounds honestly, he sounds better than her other boyfriend who leaves her the voice. He sounds like a uh, no good. That's what no I was good. Say. <laughs> this movie is populated with fuckboys. Like, yeah. Oh, this is yeah. Detectives it's a toxically masculine film, and yeah. I, I, I don't think that I'm I'm not just trying to sound woke over here. I think that is uh, intentional. I, yeah. and like it is a movie about women who have to constantly look over their shoulder, right? Yeah, uh, especially poor old Sarah. Mm-hmm. And like the slashery, right, that's where all those jumps come from in the beginning, yeah. the fake outs. Yeah, and the slashery executions of the other two Sarah Connors are a little much, I would say. But I kind but of they serve a purpose, like that right? he yeah. wants you to be that uncomfortable. He wants I, mean, I like that he shocks you whole, that much. I mean, the whole movie, yeah. right, is about like this robot killer who has no Ruthless. human right. emotions. It's completely right. merciless. Right. And the movie acts like the robot. It's like yes. it yes. shows you this human character. Yes. And it's like, well, fuck them. They're dead now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's sorry. Lean, it's right. sorry you were called yeah. Sarah Connor. It gets the job done. And that gets to like, you know, it's so weird watching it in context that I'll be back is like the famous line from this movie. Because on its own, it's just like it's some fucking thing he says. Yeah, it's like a weird joke. You know, right? but it's like it's all set up in context. But it's like because, you know, it's, I mean, it's not a good line in and of itself. It's, it's just I mean, about in relation to what is happening in the movie. I'll be back. It's just something about the fact that the robot decides to say it, I guess. Yeah. It's because it's like yes. one of his very few moments of any personality. Right. I think that's yeah. why it's... Well, and you know, because a couple of times they show you his little screen right. where he has yeah. five <laughs> options, like it's a video <laughs> game. Off asshole. Right, yeah. that one's great. And this one, it's like, I wonder what his other <laughs> options were besides well, yeah. I'll be back. The, the punchline could have been something completely different. Could have been yep. four other things and the, we'll never know what they were. The funny thing for me is that he felt the need to say anything. He yeah. could have just walked yeah. out and then came back through with the car. Right, that's what I mean. But right. I, like, it feels like he's having a little fun at this point sure. for someone who's been all working. Well, as, now, as we learn in yeah. Terminator 2, the they are learning computers. And, yeah. You know, the more they more they stick around, the more they behave like humans. Like right. that's the right. idea. The idea of the Terminator is for it to exist in the future as something that creeps into your camp. Like yeah. not so much. It's not built for the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's also a line where his his accent be, hits really hard. Of course. Well, he wanted to say. I mean, again, this is like almost famous. I will be show, back. But he wanted to say, "I will be back," because he couldn't say, "I'll." Mm. He can't say it. He but says, "I'll be back." Basically. I'll be back. Uh, and he was. I'll be back. I'll be back. And so he's. I'll be back. Schwarzenegger really tried to convince Cameron that the robot wouldn't use a contraction. Like, that seems you know, true. Right. And Cameron, but if it had been pre-recorded and written for his robot brain, like maybe. Yeah. 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 And I think Cameron was essentially like, "Fuck you. The line's good. Say just do the it. goddamn line. You know, yeah. like he has 18 lines in the movie. Yeah. Which is it's not a lot. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I got two points to make. One is, but he he does a good. Th- it's a good. You scene. know, Cameron's a guy. It's I'll a, be back. Guys. It's a thing I miss from movies, and especially like genre movies. Yeah. But like every decision matters, right? Totally. Like I read Brad Bird saying in, in an interview once that he like studied Fred Astaire's dancing a lot. And Fred Astaire had really big hands, 
And because of that, he wouldn't use his hands that much when he was dancing. Like, he'd keep them down by his sides. Mm -hmm. So that way, when he wanted to, like, make a scene out of it, if he opens his hands up, it was, like, a special effect. Like, it'd look weird Uh if he did something with his hands. Uh And I feel like you look at this movie and, like, for how famous the, like, score is, which is in and of itself very minimalist, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of sequences where there's no music. There are a lot of long stretches with no dialogue. Yeah. You know, where it's sound effects and like movement. Mm -hmm. And he knows like when to cut to a close up, when to have the music kick in, when to have a line, you know, when to like punch it. Yep. It's very confident. It's a movie that trains you how to watch it because when he does something like that, you know it's of importance. Oh, this is going to matter. Yeah, that's true. And the I'll be back moment. That's an applause line. And he knows that. Yeah. Right. And he's doing the hands. He knows what he's doing. He's (laughs) flashing his hands. They're flashing the applause lights. Right. Right. But there's, um, in the scene where he's talking to the guy behind the counter. The fuck you asshole. Right. Oh, no, behind the counter. Behind the counter. I love that scene. Leading into the I'll be back, right? Oh, okay. The police scene. Okay. Yes. I was talking about mm-hmm. the weapon scene. Oh, well. that scene's amazing. With, I love that with, scene. With uh, what's his name? Um, um, uh, 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 Dick Miller. Uh, yeah, Dick Miller. Yeah. yeah uh, who's a Corman actor. Um, the scene, the I'll be back scene, it's all shot at like three quarters, like mm-hmm. from the side. And then just for that one line for I'll be back, it's, it's right, fucking dead on. head on. Right. Yeah. Like he's almost looking into the camera. You can't see with the sunglasses. And then you cut back to like him like entering in right. the ledger. And, and then yeah. you cut to his POV of the fucking truck coming yeah, through. And it's like he knows what he's doing. But like watching this movie, the first 40 minutes have so little dialogue. Mm -hmm. And what exists there is like, stop, freeze, you know, like stuff like that. What year is it? Yeah. (laughs) Sarah's the only person who's having like dialogue scenes, you know? Like chatting. And and, and, uh, yeah, because even Ginger like barely says anything. She's just uh, dressing and or listening to her Walkman. Right. Yeah. But even like talking to her and then we get to like the cops a little bit later and there's some like communication there. I like it when the cops showed up almost because you're so tense and you're like god this movie's so crazy the cops are totally comic relief you're like oh some normal guys I love Paul Winfield I only really know him from oh no he he's I mean he was like a serious Oscar nominated actor Sounder Sounder yeah uh, but I know him from Wrath of Khan, from having a big eel stuck in his ear. That's oh, yeah. I think of. Yeah. He's also the first guy killed in Mars Attacks, General Casey. That's right. He's Is he, like, literally the first guy? Like, that's He's such a disturbing scene. He's the one who goes out scene. with yeah. the handshake, and yeah, then they and then offer they, the dove, and then they freeze him. And then him. they shoot him, and this turns yeah. into a skeleton. That fucking movie's freaked me out. I love that I movie. Uh, yeah. My brother, Jamesy, for whatever reason, General Casey was his favorite character, and he would always, like, really want a General Casey action figure. <laughs> I don't think we, there is one. There wasn't. We'd, like, look, and he'd be like, there has to be a General Casey. They didn't make any of the humans, let alone General Casey. Who cares about the humans? Yeah, it was Martians. Meat. They yeah. made the fucking Martians. But he was like, we'd go to stores and he'd like make my mom ask the Toys R Us employee, like, do you have a General Casey? I just, the I, first guy killed played by Paul Winfeld. <laughs> Paul Winfeld. Yeah. Win, Winfield. 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 I just love how uh, nice he is yeah. to yeah. Sarah, but not in like a uh, cheesy way. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's, good, he's like, a good Jesus, cop. And there is on. there yeah. is actually I was thought this was interesting. There's like a scary cop moment when they're in the car chase and like Arnold has just like crashed and run away or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's really scared and because she's, she's like, like, "Don't get out of the car. The right, cops will shoot you." Shoot you. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, well, if they weren't white, they probably would. I mean, well, this is a different movie, but I mean, different movie. Yeah. No, but I thought that was interesting that it even came up. Like, that they use the cop cars yeah. in the chase that way when they didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I just fucking love James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> what? Now I'm just thinking about how great this movie is. You're thinking about the cop I mean, scene? Well, and the just, cop chase just, scene? just everything is just like he just knows exactly, like, how much meat to put on, on, on the bun. On the bread? Um, yeah, I guess. Meat yeah, on I the bread? Know, the sandwich, yeah. How much skin to put on the cyborg? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he knows exactly how much, how much skin dick to put to have on the flap cyborg. in the shadow. It was yeah, 
Yeah, I just like that, like, he he makes every single thing count. Yes. And and there's this thing, I think I, I talked about this in a previous episode, but when I was, like, helping, like, teach kids comedy, that the idea that, like, it's, it's sort of like juggling. Like, if you're ta- setting up a joke and you give, every detail you give the audience is, like, another ball. Right. You're so asking give, them to keep juggling. Right, right, right. So it's like, don't set up a joke with anything other than what's going to pay off the joke later. Okay. And like Cameron like does that. Like he just, you know. Yeah, there aren't really loose ends in no. this. No. It's a closed loop of a movie. And yeah. like the superfluous superfluous details like Pugsley or whatever are just like I guess you need one piece of levity here. I mean, you know, I would like, hate this movie if Pugsley weren't in it. <laughs> I love just, Pugsley. Yeah, he lost on so you. much. What did Pugsley do after this? Did he work? Pugsley? Yeah. I don't know. Can we look him up on IDB? <laughs> I hope he had a long and Pugsley, illustrious How career. How long does a lizard? Lizards live a while, right? Long they could, They're, yeah. They have longevity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, what What even was he, an iguana? He looks like an iguana. Yeah. yeah. And that was the hot uh, the 80s hot pet. lizard. But um, it just, it's also, I feel like it's just like a nice little slightly pathetic like garnish yeah, she, yeah. for her. Yeah. She's a sad she's lizard lady. She's getting stood up and mm-hmm. yeah, she's got her pet to worry about but it's not even right. like a really interesting right, You're pet. right. That, <laughs> like, is, that is like a useful detail in establishing her like sad sack life yeah. that she's going to be swept out of. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, the ice cream in the, um, the specificity of the boy putting the ice cream in like her pockets. I love as well. that. I know. But I just um, think that's like good like, you know, every movie the relatable character, their first sheen, scene should be their first sheen should be Charlie. But their <laughs> first scene, I don't know, Martin. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Probably yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin's probably a better yeah. first sheen. Yeah. But then the problem is you're gonna have to get to Charlie. It's gonna be a bummer at that. It point. It is. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you want to leave with Charlie and then oh, here's Martin. Much better. <laughs> yeah, you Ooh, get to, this is a relief. Yeah. <laughs> Uptick. Um, uh, but but I yeah. like every character's introduction in a movie should be them spilling coffee on themselves. Like, I feel Aww. like it, like a movie already elevates whatever it's putting on screen into such, like, mythic levels. Yeah. That, like, you want the characters to come down to earth, the ones you're supposed to relate to. And something like that where it's like, yeah, someone put a fucking ice cream scoop in her, like, <laughs> her apron. Like, that's the part that, like, feels really Cinderella to me is, like, this person where it's like, her life fucking sucks. Like, this is, like, some little moment that feels like an encapsulation of everything. It doesn't, it doesn't even everything. suck. It's just boring. It's just boring. It's quite it's like, dull. Yeah. yeah, you want, like, someone to like whisk you away mm-hmm. and she can't even uh you know um she can't even jesus christ david uh get a date for yeah. yes. saturday night or whatever yeah. but but it's this inversion of like the cinderella myth where it's like cinderella is like your life sucks you work too hard now someone's gonna give you everything you ever wanted mm-hmm. and this it's like your life is boring and now I'm going to give you more responsibility than have any person has ever had. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Here's your destiny, but it's a lot of fucking work and a lot of weight on your shoulders. It's mm-hmm. one thing I like about this movie that's better than Jupiter Ascending is that- <laughs> Yeah, I'll agree really? the Terminator is better <laughs> you, than You're going to go ahead Ascending. and better say that film. this film yeah, is a better film <laughs> I'll than say Jupiter like, Ascending. Yeah. Like an 8.6 wow. versus an 8.5. I'll wow. say this is better <laughs> right. than Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Uh, better than the, the, the Cinderella story sure. to- yes. retold in sci-fi terms or whatever, or yeah. the Wizard of Oz story, whatever you want to call it, um, is that like- She's being burdened with something that is like not. I mean, it's exciting. Like yes, but it's and it's not without. It's sort of like like it's sort of cool. Yeah, but it's also like this like terrible, insane burden that she has mm-hmm. to immediately shoulder. It's not like she's just being told like you know. It's not you're like an a, intergalactic it's not space a fun princess. Destiny. It's not a particularly no. fun destiny. No, but, it's, a, it's a thinker, and you immediately go like, "Geez, what would I do movie, in that situation?" You mm-hmm. are still like, "Oh man, she's." 
pretty fucking cool in this yeah. in yeah. this like uh, a little gas headband. station. Yeah, the headband at the end. The headband and the weird cool. cloudy sky, and mm-hmm. she's you know dun, dun, she's got her dun, dun, the dog. Recorder. Where did the dog come from? Dun, dun, she got a Was German that the shepherd. dog from the motel? Did that dog die? Yeah, where did that dog come from? But she dog, knows dog, dog, that a dog. German Shepherd is like the right kind of dog to have. Yeah, good dog to have. Good right? dog. Yeah. yeah, and he is in T two. Yeah, thank like God. Like because they, they go, she goes oh, to Mexico, right. and the yeah. dog's there. Yes, good. yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, or at least a dog. Yeah, I don't think Pugsley's in it though. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, did you a... did you look up Pugsley's career? I did not. Okay, you want fine. me to do that? No, um, it's okay. It's I'll just, do it later. It's crazy because like, even when I was watching this. For the first and previous time when I was 11, yeah. I saw the fucking Liquid Terminator. I knew that he was the good guy in the second one. Right. Like, I knew. Which is like the big twist. Of right. The yeah. I knew what was going to be subverted from the first movie in the second one before I was watching the first movie. Right. And so I was like watching through it, like, okay, let's get on with it. I want to get to the part where he's a good guy. Second right. movie, That's hang out with I a boy. That's what I thought would right? happen. Yeah. Um, but the first, like, half of this, before, like, he's gotten fucking visible robot damage to him, when there's, like, so little dialogue. When the Sarah Connor scenes are like so like slice of life, you know, it really is just this weird thing of like two men chasing her around pretty sure. much silently with very little music mm-hmm. and just like back alleys and like ducking and hiding and shadows. And it's like this very ominous, very creepy movie Yeah, where it's just like this lingering thread. And it just before he has to ever show what he's capable of. Schwarzenegger does such a fucking good job of just, because I think this is his range. There's a lot about Pugsley on the internet, guys. Amazing. Of just seeming so unstoppable. Yeah. Like, it's just like, he's this completely unwavering force of nature. Right, which makes it hard to watch, at least for me. It's a very frustrating experience to watch, like, a a bad presence, like a villain character who just cannot be influenced in any way, no matter what they do. And and cannot be stopped. I mean, like in any way, physically, psychologically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's frustrating, but it's also, you have to imagine like at this time when no one had done that before, when so much of this movie is so new, the like splash of water this movie must have felt like to be like, he's just fucking like changing all the rules. He's playing yeah. fast and loose. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the sort of sci-fi spectrum that this movie falls on. Like where yeah. it is. Yeah, right? I was like, about that. You know, E.T. is right around the same time right right et's 82 i think tron is the same year and i I was curious i looked up when the first alien came out and that was like five years earlier yeah yeah Yeah, uh alien is 78 79 79 79 yeah and aliens is 86 Uh, the thing which is a another like great mix of sci-fi and horror tropes is 82 Mm -hmm. yeah um, and I, maybe there was that. That's John Carpenter. I mean, I, that must have been an influence. And I, this comes out only uh, a year after um, uh, Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's the dominant yeah. sci-fi thing is like right. Star Wars, you know. And the idea of like, um, you know, I, I mean, this sort of immersive world building versus something like the Terminator, which is like intercepting with our world. Well, and, the, and Terminator, it like gives you little windows into a world that looks kind of like Star Wars. I mean, yeah. like a really shitty, sad version of it where like the robots have won, I guess. But yes. like, but there's like a yeah. rebel force and they're hiding yeah, out and they're yeah. trying to bring down these big crawler machines or whatever. And like, it's, they're pretty cool. Yeah, they look. They're scary. Yeah, they're scary. Know. Yeah, so yeah. it did not resonate with that. So I'm gonna get, I'm gonna read you guys the entire Pugsley entry on the Terminator <sighs> on the Terminator god. wiki. Oh my god, Pugsley was Sarah Connor's pet iguana. Yeah. He frequently was. Es- oh, he that's foreboding. He frequently escaped from his cage and appeared <laughs> to give Ginger Ventura the creeps. It is unknown what happened to him after Sarah went into hiding. Mm. Appearances, the Terminator. That's it. 
That's all you got. There's a lot of complaints on the internet that Pugsley was not in Terminator Genesis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that he that actually been. is a really big problem. Yeah, which is yeah. a really sucky thing. I already wasn't going to watch it, but I'm especially not going to watch it because of exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's a cool movie. Cost $6 million to make. The special effects are kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's like two, I feel like there's two things that sort of stick out and yet they are so cool or whatever. Like they, they're so scary almost because like, the weird robot Arnie face. Yes. So sort of unnerving. It's so bizarre. And, and where he's like walking towards him, he looks like claymation. Yeah. It's very yeah. weird visual. The, yeah. the, you mean when the skeleton is walking? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The, 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 it's a like stop motion is yeah. how they did that. And Until they, they oh, get to right. like the yeah. close ups, yeah. it's, then it's a puppet. Okay. Right. But anytime it's full body, it, it is just stop motion. And they had like the Arnie character get injured so that because they could only animate that skeleton mm-hmm. if it was dragging one foot they couldn't have it like walk <laughs> like a person so they have That's him amazing. get injured yeah. earlier because but it looks so like again like it's like nightmarish the way the skeleton yeah. sort of like like creepily sort of like shambles towards everyone it's, it's also great. notable that we haven't really progressed with robot technology since then like the robots we make now look just as stupid as that one did yeah. when they actually try and walk yeah, that's yeah. where we're getting to basically it's like right on the mount robo more like <laughs> like they kind of nailed it with this design like there are a couple important robots in film history mm-hmm. and then like i don't know what the last important film robot was you know yeah. like wally you, yeah 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 i mean wally's like my favorite robot in recent film history, but also like Ex Machina is it? Oh, oh, Ex Machina is probably the best robot design of the last. Like, that's a pretty cool years. robot because yeah, because it's different. It's like weird little like right yeah like gel pods and then right. like uh, sort of uh, car yeah chassis and it's also of. it's the it's a like tackling the uncanny valley thing. It's having those two things exist simultaneously. Whereas Terminator, it's like the metal skeleton or he's got the flesh on it. Right, and when it's just the pieces, it's like a weird sort of thing. But like. Ex Machina, the beautiful thing is that like it's whirring behind a human face, like you see the inner gears. Yeah, Wally's also like sort of just an appliance. Yeah, which he's is like not what even I love about <laughs> right. right. He's not <laughs> supposed to be human. Yeah, he's like right. a kitchen thing. Aww, but I, I do think Wally. it's like he's the best. Wally. He's like but Wally's like actually probably one of my like four or five best friends. But I love Eve in that movie oh, too. Oh, that's yeah. a great she's robot. So hot. Yes. Yeah, she's yeah. a hot robot. Yeah, she's a hottie. That's and true. she's mostly hot because her eyes mm-hmm. go from the one shape to the other shape yeah. and you're, that's all the personality like you need in that's a person. It's amazing. She's very yes. sleek. She's very, she's sleek. very sleek. It's very minimalist. Yes. It also is, she's it's like sort of an eye hovering. Apple spoof. Yeah, like she's, she's got four pieces. It's like her head yeah. and her body and the two arms and they're connected just through like magnets or whatever. Sure. Like they, they right. We don't think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, robots are fucking great. Robots are good. I like robots. Robots are like robots. my favorite thing. Yeah. Robots. Um, yeah, but but like this, they just nailed it. Like this is the best robot design of its kind. Mm-hmm. And with every Terminator sequel, they've tried to like th- not the camera ones because I I think what they do with the T one thousand is really smart. But in uh, Terminators uh, three through five, uh, <laughs> they have tried to, and even the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Yes. They've tried to like update or modify the yep. basic endoskeleton, and it right. always gets worse. No, yeah, right. it, there's they they nailed it here, and yeah. they've gone in both directions. Like they've tried to get more advanced, and it gets worse, and then they've tried to make it like the more primitive version, and right. it gets worse. Yeah. Like neither one is as interesting as this, which is so primal, mm-hmm. and it is once again it's this uncanny valley thing where it like looks so much like a machine, and it also has all the basic tenets of like right. a it human is skeleton. definitely skeletal, yeah, right. Um, but but the, oh god, it's so fucking good. I forgot because Terminator Two opens much like Terminator One does with the like prologue where you see the future war stuff mm-hmm. before we go to present day, mm-hmm. and like the first thing you see in that is 
a series of the endoskeletons walking, stomping on yeah. skulls. Stomping on skulls. Right. They it's love great. the skull stomping. Yes. Yeah. Look, I just love the idea like, that- where, the... where would all they get all those skulls? Somehow they've killed us all. Wally piles them all, up. We're Wally all gone. Them all but they our, were like, yeah. you know what? Keep the skulls. Skulls, yeah. that's yeah. great. We'll make we all like the streets those. out of skulls. They're yeah. great fertilizer. And Wally scurries around. He goes, Ooh. It was a nuclear fallout, and a lot of humans died in the- but, but why, would, why would they just be flying around there waiting to like decompose? It's just so a pile the of robots piled them up for effectiveness to scare the rest of the remaining humans. Is, is there a femur right? pile somewhere? Do they there ever step on the femur pile? Okay. <laughs> of course. So you mean they like it's like a recycling plant? Oh, the like spine yards over there. Yeah, they're yeah, sectioning it all down out. to the right half. Take a it mile. down the road, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> um, wouldn't it be great if the Terminator was called Bill? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, does he doesn't have a name, does he? The Terminator. He's, He's the, the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. I'll be Bill. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Hey. Hey. Half a comedy hey, point. Hey. hey guys. Yeah. yeah. This future world. Yeah. It reminded me a lot of like uh, the like uh, kind of German expressionism films. <laughs> you mean like uh, Cabinet oh, of Dr. Caligari over yeah. here? That was like the one smart thing I thought I could say. <laughs> that's, that's really smart. That's Thank good. you so much. Well, there's definitely an element of like his budget was he was so restrained by his small budget, budget very small. that he has to it's like the only small budget movie ever made unless yeah. you're talking you know, County Piranha. Yeah. But uh, he had to use so much suggestion to make the world feel bigger than mm-hmm. it is. So right. a lot of it's in like angles and lighting. Yeah, there's like two shots. In you're that correct about Ben. Yeah, because he like has to like hit it from certain ways to infer that there is a lot more of what you're seeing happening outside of it. Like he goes closer in on the future war sequences. Than the rest of the movie, which are more wide shots, yeah, because it's like he can afford to have like Michael Bean's head, a pile of skulls, sure, and then like one robot thing <laughs> and a dog and some lasers yeah. and then lasers, lasers and smoke. Yeah, it some looks good like lasers. a laser tag arena. Love yeah. those lasers. It does look. I feel like all laser tag arenas like took their aesthetic from the Terminator. Mm. Yeah, because it's all like shredded clothes and like well, there's a lot more day glow in in laser tag. Yeah, so I take my comment back. But uh, but Tech Noir looks pretty laser tag. Tech Noir. I love it. I like if that club existed now in New York, I would be be there every night. It'd be a huge hit. It'd be a huge hit. They have have that fucking uh, Fight Club themed bar here, and they just opened that Tim Burton bar. Why isn't someone opening Tech Noir? Someone needs to open Tech Noir. Maybe this is our destiny. I do love it when she says, "I'm at Tech Noir," and Paul Winfield's (laughs) like, "Oh yeah, I know." (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Tech Noir. Yeah, sure. I go every Tuesday. Yeah, Yeah. Taco Tuesdays. I love them at Tech Noir. Oh, they got great trivia. You talk about the tech trivia. It's such a lean movie. We've actually covered every major plot beat because yeah, there's yeah. only four. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like it, it is such a lean, and, and it's a not lot even... of it's silent chasing. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's really a chase movie. You know, um, the thing I was gonna say about the skeleton is I forgot that you don't see it until the end of the movie. I forgot that they didn't foreshadow it sure. in the future war sequences, right. and they keep that totally off base. So the idea that like. You don't know what's fucking under there. Mm-hmm. The first time when you see like his burning body, yeah. and then you see the skull like in silhouette underneath. Yeah. But you think he's done for. Yeah, that's and cool. then starts to get. Well, he up. looks almost like a shot mannequin, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. A lot of this podcast is an exercise in us like playing dumb and pretending. Yeah, that this is the pre- yeah. Well, but Rachel, you movies. were pretty yeah. you new to it, well, right? Yeah. Like totally new. Did you know? I went when in he as was... an idiot. But you'd I mean, seen I knew, the skeleton okay, in pop knew, culture, sort of like I knew on, he yeah. was a robot. Right. Did like, you know he was going to look like that skeleton? Though? 
I don't think I had that exact image. That's yeah. awesome. That is pretty cool. Because awesome. yeah. I feel like I had already seen like toys and shit before I watched. Sure. Either I don't know. It's like yeah. a came an yeah. image. It's not like the most iconic. The most iconic I image. I think the one, is the, the one the I'd seen is like right after he takes out his eye. Yeah. The yeah. red eye. Yes. Right. The red like, eye. Is, that's what I know. That's what yeah. I think of. Yeah. Right. Terminator. Absolutely. Yeah. That is the main Terminator thing. That's why I get back to this. I know I already said this, but like it once again speaking to the, these ephemeral things that make movies great that you can't control. The fact that the robot Arnold head is so bad works in the movie's favor. <laughs> I know, it's true. It wouldn't work in 99% of movies. Like, they'll cut between real him from one angle and then robot him from a different angle, and yeah. they don't match at all. Yeah. But the robot him, like, does its job because it makes him a creepy robot man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sells um, that he's a creepy robot. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Ugh, it's so cool. I just imagine watching this for the first time, like, knowing nothing and being like, why is he putting a knife into his eye? Oh my god, because he's got a red robot eye. Mm-hmm. It is very. Uh, I was really. I don't like eye stuff. I. It's my least favorite thing in Hate movies. Eyes. I really. But I, in the Minority Report, yep. that scene, I can. Can't, I still can't watch it. Can't like, I that. can't do oh, it. Yeah. I, eye stuff can really bug yeah, me. I yeah, movie, I movie. I shit's my biggest. And he takes his eye out. Yeah, it's true. I, yeah. I, I can deal with it because it's not really I, his I eye. I felt it's okay with it. Yeah, because I knew going in. I was like, it's fine. It's like tin foil under but there. Yeah. It's yeah. still a little gray. Yeah, it's gold foil on this. It's a little gray. It's a little gray. Trying to think of uh, Orion Films asked for Reese to have a canine dog, a canine android dog, <laughs> like p- companion, like Dino Mutt. Yeah, and James, <laughs> and James Cameron said no. That was like, their only note. <laughs> like they, they're like, <laughs> they're like, you know what this film needs? <laughs> Looks good, except for. Mm. Well, I also love if he had a six million dollar budget in 1984, a robot dog would have cost them three million dollars. Uh, maybe it's just a regular dog, but he's like, Dressed it's a up robot. Like a robot, yeah. <laughs> Underneath, How two things could know? go through: a man yeah. and a dog. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find some like fun things about this movie. Instead of a dog, they should have done a lizard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, cyborg oh, Pugsley lizard. too. Yeah, that would be like a good if they ever wanted to make a Terminator sequel. <laughs> what if What oh, if Pugsley pets. turned out to have been a robot lizard the whole time? Yeah, maybe he was planted there by Cyberdyne systems. There's no way to know. Well, I'm saying Genesis with its like, let's go back to the first movie and redo it from a different angle thing. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. my take on my pitch for Terminator Genesis would have been Pugley's uh, the Terminator. Yeah, the, before Kyle or the Terminator get there, <laughs> the lizard just starts like very meticulously slowly killing her. <laughs> it's like when she isn't looking. It's like an eighty to ninety yeah. year process. Yeah, Pugley right. like sl- his like, droppings are like yeah. obnoxious yeah. gas capsules. Right, right. right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's why he keeps escaping. He's yeah. like trying to launch phase two. He yeah. pees in her water, <laughs> um, yeah. and like Ginger's kind of on to him, but she can't explain why. Uh, the, the but she f- can't hear herself because she got headphones <laughs> <Right>. on. <laughs> Poor Ginger. Poor Ginger. I like that they give Ginger a moment where she's like, "It's Ginger," and they're like, "Yeah, Ginger didn't Sorry. make it. Sorry, buddy." Yeah. Um, uh, Iguana. I do uh, love. Can I just say something? The film was shot in Los Angeles. That's yeah. a little uh-huh. tidbit for you guys. Right. I not believe get, it. Not to get back to the sex thing because I know it's no. Go right. back to the sex uh, thing. But I do like that because it's a weird thing I've never seen ever. What? <laughs> that in the sex scene between Ginger and her shitty boyfriend, he is under her shirt. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Like his whole body is under yeah. her I shirt. Totally yes. missed that. Yeah. So she's wearing her shirt. Shirts see... were bigger back then. It's, it's, Rick, like, it's like a big... tank top. Yeah. yeah. But, but they were stretchy. People like yeah. stretchy fabrics. It's like sure. a stretchy loose tank top, and she's got her headphones on. That's the start of the sex scene. 
and then you see him crawl up through he, the neck hole. He no. also and he's yeah, like, yeah, his whole body is in. He likes. I don't know how I missed that. He likes that the Walkman's on. I oh, like yeah. that too. Oh, where yeah. she like has to take it off for a second and she puts like it back on. And he, he's like, right. and he's like, that yeah, seems perfect. like kind of yeah. a good way to do it. I yeah. Yeah. one person listening. Like, what if you want to listen to different things? <laughs> yeah, you know? fair enough. Yeah. It's like those silent raves that people go to. Who gets to decide the soundtrack? Yeah. Um, Rick Rossovich. He was later in Top Gun. Rick Rossovich. Uh, I got I got a, a. I keep thinking you're going to say something about Rick Ross. <laughs> I'm like, Rick really? Ross. I missed him. In Rick this. Ross is in this movie. He played the Terminator. <laughs> um, uh, he is Slider in Top Gun. Okay. I have a, a good trivia fact here. Sure. Uh, let me just. Uh, I mean, real trivia fact is Linda Hamilton sprained her ankle. Yeah. The, right. Before oh. filming even started. So they had to like move. All the scenes of her running to the end of shooting. That's a lot of scenes. It's a lot of running. Yeah. yeah. A lot of running she does. That covers a lot of territory. Like you would want to structure that filming around location. Yeah, I think she was in pain the whole time. I think basically. so too. Which works for the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm not happy she was in pain. Uh, but you know, sometimes. Hey, uh, artist suffering. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, general trivia. Spoiler alert. The smoke flowing out of the Terminator when it is crushed in the hydraulic press is actually cigarette smoke. So let's talk about this. What does that mean? What? Like they just lit a bunch of cigarettes? Like they didn't have a smoke machine or something? That seems so inefficient. I'm picturing. <laughs> Seriously. Right? Cigarettes are expensive. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks a pack. I'm in the secondhand smoke. All right, back fair then. enough, fair enough. I'm picturing that like, well, yeah, secondhand smoke, but I'm picturing, because there's so much like fog in this movie in different scenes that they use. I'm picturing that like in that scene, they have like five PAs which have four <laughs> cigarettes in their Come mouth. Come on, boys! And they're right out of frame. And if suddenly the the tip of the cigarette goes into frame, they're like, cut, reset. Uh-huh. And they're just trying, because the smoke has to be close enough to the camera. I'm oh trying to God. remember the look going, of this smoke now. I have no idea. Uh, didn't stick with me. That is Cyberdyne Systems where, where that happens. That's yeah. what Terminator 2 establishes. Uh, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, I love it. Like, talk about like another element that's like cute in this movie where they're like, "Oh, the robots are gonna kill us." When she like, when, when Kyle explains to her like the Skynet system, she's like, "That mm-hmm. sounds weird. That we'd let a computer do everything." <laughs> <laughs> why would we do that? So illogical. Yeah, why would I let my computer uh, control my calendar? Does he say the Judgment Day is in 1991 or two or whatever? Like, oh, does yeah. He... Okay, that's yeah. something I forgot about that I want to talk about. The timeline in this is nuts because, like, in the opening, it's 2029. So we have like. Ten years before it all ends, right sure, now we right do. on track. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're doing pretty well. Like yeah. we're we getting are. There. We're doing yeah. great. Yeah, but yeah, then, mountains of skulls. But then in their timeline, it's like the nuclear wars have already started, like decades ago. Yes, Judgment so, Day. So we would be dead already. Oh yeah, no. Yeah. In in okay. I can't. That's what I was trying to remember. Does he give a year? Because in Terminator Two, to establish like the world ends. I think it's 1999. <laughs> I believe so. Oh, that that's appropriate. It's like they they install Skynet. Yeah. And everything's fine for like two weeks, <laughs> and Skynet like nukes the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and John Connor's born well, you know, around 84, 85, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So by 2020, whatever, he's you know he's like a grizzled guy in his 40s. Yeah. Um. Uh. But Beanie is how old do you think Michael Bean is? In this movie? Yeah. 30 late 30s one early 30s late 30s 30s uh born in 56 I can't so do math. He was 28. 28. Oh, she's Louise. He looks, well, looks, I guess he had some okay. schmutz on him. Yeah. <laughs> he had a fair amount of schmutz on him. Yeah. Uh, can I... Can Tur- I th- Tur- yep. Because uh, we already talked about people who are rumored to play uh, the Terminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says here... Who knows how much of this... Sure. A lot of names get thrown Although, in the pile. Although, you know, I've never read something that isn't true on my Amazon Fire. 
But uh, it says Randy Quaid was considered for the role of <gasps> Kyle Reese. Wow. Oh, a young oh, okay. Randy Quaid. Okay. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, fine. But then when you look at the picture that's included, <laughs> and it's like Burly Mountain Man Randy Quaid. It's like, <laughs> Star Whackers Randy Quaid. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, people who were uh, in contention for Sarah Connor, uh, uh, Deborah Winger auditioned, got the role, later uh, backed out of the film. Similarly mm. feathered hair. Yep. Yes. But I think she had the role and then fair dropped enough, out. Fair okay. enough. She would have been fine. Uh, Gina Davis. I mean, Gina Davis. All the hits. Yeah, yeah. They, this is, these are the great uh, ladies, ladies. Uh, Daryl Hannah. Ladies, ladies. Mm-hmm. Another one. Wow. Turned it down for Splash. Jennifer Jason Lee. She would have been good too. Considered too young for the part. Yeah, she she's yeah. quite petite as well. So and yeah. like kind of baby face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. then cast as Ginger, but replaced at the last minute for oh, unknown reason. Jennifer Jason Lee would have killed yeah. two yeah. scenes as Ginger. She, she would have won an great. Oscar for playing Ginger. It's, that's so she she would have been great. Uh, here's the one I find the most interesting. Uh, rumored to uh, have been in contention for the role of Sarah Connor, Julia Louis Dreyfus. <gasps> Whoa! Stop! Can you imagine that, that alternate true? reality? Wait, what had she done? Had she been on SNL? SNL? Yeah, okay. she's been on SNL. SNL. That was, yeah. That's like it. Yeah. That that would be a bizarre choice. Could have been great. Could have been great. We'll never know. Could have been amazing. Could have been unbelievable. What a different world that is, though. right? And Matt, like, if Sarah Connor was funny, I'm only into it if she it then kind of great. Does yeah. Seinfeld as well? But that's yeah. the question. And is you're like, like she could have such a funny show. No, but you're yeah. right. She would have gone down a, a dark path. Like, yeah. I don't she it might be might, the the Julia that we know and love. It yeah. might be a worse world. And she might have married James Cameron, which of course oh Linda Hamilton does. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. James Cameron and Linda Hamilton have a baby. A couple years after this movie, is it or his? around Terminator Two? Did they have sex? We'll never know. <laughs> well, we've speculated a lot about James Cameron's love life already. <laughs> yeah. um, they they had a baby and then got married like seven or eight years after that. No, we looked at the timeline. The timeline's no, weird. No, 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 no. no. She, they had a daughter when they were married. They didn't. I don't know where we this other baby. We looked this up. I don't know what you're talking about. We looked this up. She was married to Bruce Abbott. Right. From eighty two to eighty nine, uh-huh. who is an American actor, mm-hmm. right? And then she marries James uh, Cameron. What year? He left her when she was pregnant with their son, Dalton. They have not, two kids. Not nice, oh, Bruce. Dear. They have two kids. There's one daughter they had before okay. they were married. I, I don't think so. By like four or five years, when I he think was. You're in, thinking of someone else because this I'm only was hers having two kids. I'm not going to get into this, but we went over this, and I know I'm right about this. Okay. All right. Uh, she had Josephine with James Cameron, who she. Moved in within 91, and they married in 97, divorced in 99. Thank you. That's my point. She was born in 1991. They got married in 1997. I thought you were saying two years after this movie. You're just, no, you're no, just no, saying no. she was out of wedlock. Yeah, yes. You said two years after this movie. Whatever. I didn't, I That's did. what Guys, I was confused Guys, no one by. cares. I know. What? It's true. I'm so confused. I said in between this and whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> no, but the Terminator 2 comes out in 91. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, oh, oh! I see it's the score. Go on. What's your point? No, that's my point. I don't know. I just want this. <laughs> I just think their relationship is interesting because mm. they make these two Terminator films seven years apart. They do. They have a child at one point. They don't get married for years after that. Then they get married, have another kid, almost immediately divorce. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I'd like to know more too because he marries Catherine Bigelow. Correct. After marrying Gail Ann Hurd, who he made this right. movie with. Then he divorces Catherine Bigelow. Mm-hmm. Then Linda Hamilton gets her her dusty mm-hmm. heart broken by Bruce Abbott, whoever this is, yeah, I don't know. while she's pregnant. Uh-huh. She moves in with Jim Cameron. It's crazy. Like like I, I it's it's like a crazy soap opera. And then she's his. 
she's his muse. Right, and she's the one with him at the Oscars when he wins for Titanic. Yes. Despite the fact that he met his next wife working on Titanic. Yeah, he's he's, he's weird... just, he knows how to line him up. But, you know, he <laughs> yes. doesn't want any downtime in between. He, he has no spaces. Yeah, he, like, this is an efficient man. He, as we said, yes. goal-oriented. Right. right. The thing is, I've seen Susie Amos, who is his current wife, and he's mm-hmm. married to her for 16 years now, Yeah. say like, you think you were talking about it, like you know he likes to go down to the bottom of the ocean, earth. I and wish he'd be happy if you know what yeah. I mean. Where she, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about efficient. She's like, you know, yeah. I'd rather he didn't go to the bottom of the earth <laughs> in his submarine. I, 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 I like hanging out with yeah, him. Yeah, I'd rather he like spending time with me. But I get that he's got He's he's got to go to the bottom of the earth. Like yeah. that's James Cameron. It's gonna make him like. I guess not be crazy Mm -hmm. and maybe it just took Susie Amos to be the person to realize like, you know what? He's got to, he's got to just go in his submarine. Jimmy's got to do what Jimmy's got to do. Some guys it's like, ah, you know, like they got to go take a walk. I don't know. He's got to, yeah, I don't know. But they seem to have made it work after the last four did not. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. James Cameron. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just saying, we'll be talking I, about him a lot I want to know the story of yeah. poor, dumped Linda Hamilton, like, pregnant and dumped by her husband, moving in with James Cameron. I'm interested in the whole and thing. And then he's like, you're going to have this baby, then you're going to get super buff, and we're making Terminator 2. And you're going to be, like, the crazy buff action star of Terminator 2. I'm excited to watch it Dude, now. it's so I good. I feel like, like it was actually it was good to like, watch them in the right order, you know? It's totally like, good to watch yeah. them in the right order. If you watch them in the wrong order, it almost... Like her performance in one, which is fine, almost seems a little pathetic because you're like, lame. oh, yeah. why, why isn't she as cool as she is in Terminator Two? Yeah, yeah. But, oh, the shock wait. of it the other way is yeah. so good. Wait right. till you see Terminator. I mean, that's the other thing that sucks about the sequels, past two, is that she's not in them. Yeah, that's my mm-hmm. biggest problem with the other one. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. What? You still mad about the, the kids? <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah, you're, you're I just steamed. it's it's a riddle. I'd love to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you're you're pissed off. <laughs> So, Guys, usually I get mad at Griffin. Griffin's real mad at that. Can we that. do the box office? Oh, the box office is weird. Because it wasn't way up there, right? No, it was number one. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 cool. yeah. So the movie made $38 million total in okay. the United was States. Was that a lot then? It, adjusted to today, it's about $100 million. Okay. okay. So it was a big hit for its budget, but it wasn't huge a huge hit. on home video and TV. It, was, it, it, it had really a long tail. Mm-hmm. But and there's it, seven for, years between the two movies. But right. it, it came out in October. Yeah. For a movie that came out in October, it did very well. Like, yeah. you know, that was the, the days when October was really the doldrums, mm-hmm. as you will see by this weekend box. Office. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to guess. What was you, the opening weekend number for Terminator? Four million dollars. Wow, a big. Four. Those were the days. The top two movies both made four million. You know, it's like you know okay. the, the opening weekend was yeah, not a like thing. It's like cute now. It's it's adorable. Yeah. Okay, give me a hint for number two. It's an anthology film that cuts together lots of different horror movies. I had never heard of this. What? Oh, I know exactly. Oh fuck, I know what movie you're talking about. I okay, I've never heard of it. Oh, it's it's literally it's got a real lame title. It's literally a compilation of it's horror movies. It's a compilation of it's other like that's horror entertainment movies, with horror movies. Basically. Uh and we're talking like 30s Dracula and Friday the 13th. Like it's, it's like all it, horror movies. It's not There's called no... coming at you, right? No. It's, it's something it's got some I, I know the fucking movie you're talking about. Here it about. comes. <laughs> it's called Terror in the Isles. Yes. Yes. Ah. Yes. Yes. So, I didn't know that that was like the, a kind of movie you were allowed to make and release in theaters. I don't think theaters. you were allowed to make it anymore, but in okay. a pre-TV, pre, I mean, TV yeah. exists, but pre-like video, sure. pre-internet era, hey, why not? Hey, a, I a remember. market for montage. Yeah, yeah. why? 
There was the That's Entertainment. The whole montage series. The That's Entertainment trilogy was. Yeah, there were three of them. There it was like, three it was like the Now That's What I Call Music of yeah. movies. No, seriously. <laughs> it really seriously. was. It was that, but with musical numbers from other movie musicals. Oh it was like, God. let's just pick the best musical number from each one. And they made three of them. They were basically YouTube supercuts yeah. that yeah. like yeah. were released in theaters yeah. and uh, made tons of money. They also kind of did that with Looney Tunes where like they would make theatrical movies sure. where there was like some loose narrative of like uh, Bugs Bunny sits on his patio and remembers his best adventures. Mm. And there's like 30 right, seconds of Bugs Bunny show. talking and then you device. get all the best. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a theatrically released movie. Wow. To me, this also suggests that um, Turn the Isle, you know, that, that, that it was a real horror movie moment in yeah. the yeah. mid-80s. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's so the Terminator's capitalizing on that. Number and three, it sort of transitions it into a different sphere. Number three yeah. is, I would say, Brian De Palma's creepiest movie. And I mean creepy in the, like, what a pervert Brian De Palma is. Dress to Kill? No. Nah, that's actually the creepiest. Fuck. It's his second creepiest movie. Body Double? Yeah. Okay. I think it might be his creepiest. There, uh, those two are neck and neck for me. Uh, it's the one with the relax sequence. Yeah. You know, they frankly say relax sequence. Yeah. Uh, number four is the second movie Sally Field won an Oscar for. All of these, in the heart? Yes. All these movies made about $2 million. And mm. the, the box office is so quaint. Yeah. Yeah. The fifth movie is a movie produced by James Cameron, I mean, by Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson that I have never heard of, starring Stephen Bauer. You'll never guess yeah, it. Yeah, I'll never guess that. Thief of Hearts. <laughs> That's a good title, though. <laughs> it is a pretty good title. Uh, I want to see that. It won the Razzie for worst musical score. Oh, never mind. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Uh, so. That I mean, like, what a, what an underwhelming box office, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you've got Teachers is in there, which oh, is yeah. an Arthur Hiller movie with Nick Nolte. Good poster. About, about teachers, yeah, it's a apple with a, a like a dynamite wick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters is still hanging around. Oh, the good old Ghostbusters. In its twenty first week. Oh, the boys in beige. Amadeus is in there. Yeah, it's no yeah. Ghostbusters. <laughs> you know, wait, Amadeus was the same. Time. Mm-hmm. Eighty four. Nuts. And I believe Amadeus wins Best Picture that yeah, very it does. year. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. They're both at the bottom end of the box office, but they're and in then there. Next year, I'm born. Oh. <laughs> and then the year after that, I'm born. Oh. And then a couple more years, I'm born. And the, yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, what? How? How many weeks had Ghostbusters been released at that point? Twenty one. I mean, that was the day. I you missed know? that. You couldn't. Yeah. You want to see Ghostbusters again? Don't worry. It's still in theaters. It's not right. going anywhere. Like, only, people want to see it. There's only one guy who can do that today, and it's James Cameron. Pretty much. Um, that Avatar is and true. Titanic are the only two movies that have, like, and maybe, last. Like, yeah. Big Fat Greek Wedding was this weird anomalous thing because it took so long to, like, pop. But those are, like, movies that were in theaters, like, forever mm-hmm. and were, like, just still playing. Uh, and this movie kind of had that, you know, it, it definitely lasted well into, like, January, you know, it, yeah. you know, and, uh, did well overseas, uh, made seventy-eight million worldwide. It's yeah. very good for the yeah. time, for a tiny little horror movie, R-rated, yeah. you know, action movie. No with, name stars. I mean, Schwarzenegger's a name. Conan was big. Yeah. Oh, but that's yeah, yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but, but was he wasn't also, like a huge name. He was an action movie star. But I'll say this to you, okay? You imagine? You will? I'll say this to you, David. Yeah, I shall. Okay, okay go ahead. You imagine it's nineteen eighty-two. You see Conan. You go, that's great. How are you we're talking gonna... about Conan the TV show? Yes. You see TBS is Conan. Yes. No, I'm kidding. TBS is Conan. Uh, <laughs> you see the original Conan the Barbarian. Sure. Right. Right? And you're like, that's the movie that guy can be in. Is well, that what you're saying? How else are you going to cast that fucking <laughs> yeah, guy? Yeah, right, right. He's huge. He's all pecs. He can barely speak English. That's the thing. It's like, right. what, you'd go, what's the lateral move for this guy? <laughs> you know? 
And like they I, found- I'd say governor of California. Right, right. It took a while for us to get there. male pregnancy movie with Emma Thompson. Oh my God, I well, love that movie. We're going to talk a so lot about good. the Schwarzenegger career as the series goes on because we check we, in at important No, can points. we just talk about Junior? Yeah. Let's talk about Junior right now. Yeah. I've never seen Junior. Are I, you serious? Yeah. Oh my God, it's nuts. <laughs> it it's seems nuts. nuts. I just want to point out, Ivan Reitman, director of Ghostbusters mm-hmm. and Draft Day. And Draft Day, a movie right. that you starred in. Yes, that is yeah. correct. I was the lead character in Draft correct. Day. Yeah. I played you were kind of the Terminator of Draft Day. The Draft. Yeah. I was. <laughs> if a Terminator was not trying to kill someone and just trying spill to spill coffee. coffee. Yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> we, uh, 15 zero comedy, comedy points. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Who fucking gives a shit? <laughs> well, relax. Uh, what I was going to say is. You're so mad at me about the kid. Ivan Reitman yeah. directed three Arnold Schwarzenegger comedies. So we got twins. Wow. You have Kindergarten Cop. Oh, he directed Kindergarten Cop? And I Junior. I forgotten that. And Junior. Mm. So, like, and Junior was when they were like, ah, I, think we're, I think we're done. <laughs> I think we've this already this. But just like most action guys like that make like one comedy every he, 10 yeah, years. Yeah, it's like The Rock making The Pacifier. Right. Like he's not going to make, I mean, not The Rock. Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel or The yeah. Rock did like Tooth Fairy. The Rock's done a few. Right. He did like, Tooth yeah. Fairy. But like yeah. usually he did they- did the one where the joke, the, the, the premise is that he's a football player and he has to have a daughter. The game plan, because that wasn't part mm. of his plan. <laughs> mm. uh, whole, that's the whole concept. Yep. Usually those guys know when to take their foot off the gas. Right. And Schwarzenegger did like seven comedies. <laughs> he did so many comedies that Reitman alone directed three of them. Like, that's my point. It wasn't like, I'll only do comedies with Reitman. <laughs> like, he, he was like, hey, Ivan, I, it's been two comedies since I did a comedy with you. Make another comedy with me. I think he, he really liked doing comedies. He's also in Dave. He's in four Ivan Reitman movies. He's in Dave? Yeah, he plays Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> There's what? a scene where Dave really meets with Arnold Schwarzenegger because Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to teach children in America to speak healthier. He's trying to fight obesity. And he goes, uh, President, uh, obesity. Uh, I was going to say President yeah, Dave. Wait, what, but happened the whole, the, what happened to the impression? The here? The ah, I'm uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> the whole hook of the movie is that he doesn't know he's Dave. Right. Uh, you are Dave, uh, the president. Uh, he sounds like, like an Please. Italian man. What are you talking about? It's a dead on impression. Uh, I make you a it piece of pie. It was pretty good before. That's what's weird. It what was good want? a minute like, ago. What do you want? You know, some uh, guy with a really low IQ. Some uh, spaghetti <laughs> with garlic. What do you want? Some spaghetti. I'll what make is, you a is, nice spaghetti with basil. What are some other comedy seasons? I'll be back. <laughs> what's the one with uh, Jingle All the Way? What <laughs> Jingle All the Way? That's right. Kindergarten Cop. What's the Junior. one with Belushi? Red Red Heat. Red Heat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Red Dawn is Red Dawn. Red Heat. And then, is the like, title even True Lies is pretty funny. Like, he sort of. It's like, a little. And Last Action Hero is definitely yeah, yeah. a comedy. Yep. Yeah. What do you think of Schwarzenegger, Rachel? I don't I know. I mean, I don't not know. a big Schwarzenegger. I don't know. I've yeah, I've seen a few of his films. What have you uh, seen? Well, you've seen Junior. I, yeah. <laughs> you, see, you saw the shit out <laughs> of Junior. I, honestly, seems. that's like the only one I really retained. That not might Kindergarten be my. Cop. Yeah. No. Because I feel like Kindergarten Cop was big for I our. I think Junior age. might be my main Schwarzenegger impression, which is nuts, but. Like bef- yeah, I I'm, I'm pregnant with a baby. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> Is I, it? Yes, I need you to watch it. Does he it. have the baby? I think so. I can't remember. Well, I'll watch it with. It involves you. We Danny can have DeVito. Like a, I'll watch yeah. it. Junior. Like, I'll have a. Does he give birth to Danny he DeVito? Ha- no. Yes. Okay. He has the baby. He has the baby. I think he has the baby. He has yeah. the baby. I'll, I'll have a junior viewing party with Rachel great. and Griffin if yeah, you want to attend. I can't wait. Yeah. I could do a right mincer someday. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we'll, I mean, no offense to Ivan Reitman, but we'll be scraping the barrel. I don't know. Uh, Uh, 
But, but uh, you know, I definitely, like, I didn't see the Terminator films until I was older, so mostly mm-hmm. I had seen, like, uh, fucking Batman and Robin and, like, the comedies. Course, and I was like, Batman. who the oh, fuck yeah. is this guy? Yeah. Like, you know, he's like... Yeah, he's weird to meet in the context of him mocking his original right. stardom. Right, by if you don't know the context for con- it, yeah. It's very odd. And all those comedies, like, other than Twins, like, Junior especially sets him up as, like, an everyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like any movie in Twins, the joke is he's so big and handsome right. and whatever. Like you know, built. It's oh wow, you wouldn't imagine. And Kindergarten Cop, it doesn't have to be. He's a, a cop, a six foot Austrian, but it is. He's a cop, but he's in Kindergarten. Right, right. There you go. But you know That's what I'm saying? The like they could have cast Bill Murray in <laughs> Kindergarten Cop, and apparently Reitman wanted to cast Bill Murray. Bill Murray would have been. Great in kindergarten right. cop because they they just have to be mean to kids. They right, so that's like... right. The Bill Murray version, the focus would be on the kid interaction. Right. The Schwarzenegger version, the focus is on he's a serious cop and right? he's big. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you're sort of and making not fun of action movie cops more right. than real life cops, right? right? But then when you get to Junior, like if you're he's like just, if you're casting, he's just like, oh, life is a fertility doctor. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's a hard. Uh, if you get to a point where Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing a part that could just as easily be played by Kevin Klein, you've gone yeah. wrong. Somewhere. That's yeah. true. Where does the baby go? He doesn't have a uterus. What, what baby? I, in junior. They they manufacture one for him. It's about the miracles of science. I think they man, they make a uterus. Yeah. So it, I mean, this movie should end with like the FDA like raiding them and them all being thrown yeah. in Probably. jail. Probably. Yeah. You know, yeah, it wasn't legal. <laughs> you know how the movie ends, right? Yeah. Pees out the baby. <laughs> just pees it out? It's just pees like a kidney out. stone? Pees it out the baby. It takes a long time, but he pees it out. Um... So that's our thoughts on the Terminator. Yep, very concise, yeah. very mm-hmm. very focused. Do you think that Polaroid was worth four dollars? Well, considering, I mean, I, that it four saves pesos. her life. We don't know what the exchange rate was. Oh, was then. it pesos? I thought it was four American Maybe dollars. Maybe it was American dollars. Yeah. I don't know where the Five gas American station dollars. was. It looked like American dollars. Well, mm. in T two, she has this like hangout in Mexico. Yeah, spoilers, but yeah, it could have been in Texas, or and it something. could have been. But like, yeah. so I feel like the movie is in T two referencing that I final think so, scene too. where yeah. at least she's on the border, she's yeah. heading out of America. Yeah, but but you know, four dollars that that photo saves her life. That photo saves the future of humanity. It saves and the future it, of humanity. And it made yeah. Kyle fall deeply in love with it's her true. from the future. Yeah. Ask me, it's just, a bargain. I paid five. a lot. I love the idea that that little kid snapping a Polaroid is snapping arguably the most important picture ever taken in like yeah. human history. Dun, dun, yep. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> It's all on like, him. And if he had asked for a little more, she might not have. It's true. He might not have been able to hustle yeah. the money out of her. Or yeah. if like the lighting had been weird. Like, so if the many sun things could have gone wrong. Yeah. That's what, hey, look, the Terminator series is, uh, you know, about nothing if not that our, our futures are not written. That you know, The vicissitudes of fate. They yeah. are what we make of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Harlan Ellison sued and was oh yeah this is a big thing we settled even we're though they gave him like a little tip that, of the hat that happened well, that was, later that's part yeah. of i think that was added to home video releases because he claims that a lot of the concepts were taken wholesale from uh, stories of his yes mm-hmm. uh, he liked the movie though there was a long lawsuit and cameron has a history of lawsuits for his property yeah well which uh, is not uncommon when you are an incredibly uh, yeah. successful filmmaker there are two but, elements yeah. one is that he makes more money than anyone else and two is that he makes very primal, like, basic stories. And they're yeah. how he tells them. I'm sure them. he sees things and it's like, you know, ooh, let me take that idea and, like, turn it into something. I don't know. Hey, I mean, Tom Petty's been sued a ton of times. <laughs> and Tom Petty has <laughs> sued, sued a bunch people. of times, too. Yeah. yeah. He sued he Sam suing? Smith. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He won. Yeah. It's yeah. similar kind you of thing. You sued Sam Smith? Yeah. Because yeah, he used to always complain that people would sue him and be like, all music sounds the same. There are only so many tunes. And then he was like, hey, Sam Smith, that sounds like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like my tune. Which, Which was, tune? Uh, uh, I uh, won't remember. back down. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Won't back down. Sounds like, stay with me. Oh, I suppose yeah. it does. Yeah. I like Did how you he... make Sam Smith look like he's like Elvis. Yeah. 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 He's at the heartbreak. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I Sam think Smith, my Sam been... Smith is a ghost. Well, yeah. It's like. Stay with me. <laughs> right, but it, that's very cynical of Tom. Like he yep. knows how it works. He knows yeah, it wasn't on so purpose. Many chord progressions. He's just trying to get his money. Yeah. Y- either y- maybe either... Tom Petty wanted to like add a wing to his yeah. Florida state. Yeah. I don't know. Either die a hero, or you live long enough to become uh, see yourself become a villain. You know? Yeah, Tom Petty is a, it's a cautionary tale. Um. Harlan Ellison. Uh, yeah, yeah, he sued, sued gets credit. Well, I just remember there was like a thing where like someone sued after Finding Nemo was like the seventh highest grossing film of all time. And someone was right. like, hey, I pitched a cartoon movie about fish to Disney. <laughs> it's like, right, that's why the movie was successful because it was about doing a cartoon like, with fish. Fish, of course. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, there was just one of these lawsuits just happened. I can't remember what it was now. It yeah. was like a really big deal. Oh, Beyonce. Right. Oh, really? Somebody sued Beyonce over lemonade. Yeah. Over the visual elements. Yeah. I've been uh, making lemonade and selling on my porch for years. And like trying. <laughs> I got a lemonade stand. I've been doing it since I was five. And like tried to take it to court and lost. Like, yeah. you know, I just feel like, you know, the bigger yeah. your thing is, the, yeah. the bigger the target on your back. But he probably totally ripped off Harlan Ellison in some Right. I mean, like, both, I think so. both things are true. Yeah. 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 But also, like, rubbits and time travel. I mean, you know, there's specific true. enough ideas here. It's just funny because yeah. the movie is such a big footprint. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, on how we think about robots. Dun, 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 dun. And that's what people really get mad about. It's not that you stole their idea. It's right. that, like, you did it and everyone liked yours better. They did better. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not like anyone sees a robot thing now and they're like. I like I, how you say robot. We're just going to do that from now. Yeah. We're going to say robot. That's good. Um, and it's like, uh, oh, this looks like a real Harlan Allison jam. Like, I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this has been our Terminator 2. How mad at me are you about the uh, babies? Fine. About the Cameron babies? <laughs> Rachel, how mad are you at me? I'm having a great time. That's good. I'm glad good. you That's had That's important. Time. Delighted to be here. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Is there anything you want to plug? This is Rachel's first podcast appearance. Really? I, I, believe. Never, I have never Which been on a podcast. Which is crazy because she works for BuzzFeed. I know. And they have yeah. lots of nice podcasts. I know. It's true. Yeah, we have great podcasts. I could plug those. Um, another round, for example. You great may podcast. know. It's a great one. Um, I, yeah, I don't have anything personal to plug. I don't know. Go to BuzzFeed. Read the, the reader section. There's lots of great mm-hmm. culture coverage that yep. you may enjoy. Twitter. Yep. People can follow you on Heck Twitter. Heck yeah. I'm Rachel Y. Sanders. Rachel, Rachel not, and I. People see that and they think my name is like Rachelli, but it's just my yeah. middle initial. Or that it's like a Spanish surname like Raquel E. Sanders, but <laughs> neither is true. In fact, <laughs> I Wait, thought what it is... was W-H-Y. No. So why? Just the letter. Just the one letter. Okay. Um. What is your middle name? Do you really want me to go into it? Is this going to be in in podcast? I can do uh, it. Well, okay. now, now that's I, the b- thing. Before I was like, oh, she's going to say Yvette or something, and no. now I'm like, wait a no, second. No, it just sounds but, stupid. No, My- but see, Rachel, you're a good storyteller because if you had said it's a long story, I wouldn't have pressed. Right. But by right. you yeah. saying, do you really want to get into I'm it? It's like, like, well, now Jesus, you're yeah, nagging us. Well, it's, not, yeah. it's not like a deep Sorry. dark secret. It's just slightly unusual. My middle name is Yarnol. Okay. Y a r n a l l. Okay. It's my mother's maiden name. It's a maiden name. Okay. So sure. in fact, both my brother and some of my cousins have the same middle name. I do. There's a lot of little yarnels running around. It's a good. It's a nice word. I yeah. think Arnold. it's fine. Arnold. The problem was that, like in elementary school, if you said that out loud, kids would be like, like "Urinal." Yeah. 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 So Fuck. I sort of learned to like be ashamed of it. But and sure. now... did you get like a bump when "Hey Arnold" came out? That must have helped <laughs> you a little bit, right? No. Hey Arnold. 
no. I didn't I didn't like watch normal TV shows. I didn't watch, you watch The Simpsons. I didn't have cable. You watched yeah, The Simpsons? Watched I watched The Simpsons. Simpsons. But yeah, that was yeah, the Hey one. Arnold was a cable jam. Yeah, that is true. That's that cable is true. Show. Yeah. And then so you couldn't watch the more cynical shows. Like, uh, like uh, Rocco's Modern Life or Spring and Snippy or whatever. Rugrats. Exactly, right. Rugrats is so uncynical. I know. It I'm, assumes that children are smarter than they are. It's almost hopeful. Like, like whatever it was, like eighth or ninth birthday, I cash in my chip and I go like, Mom, let me watch one episode of Rugrats. Sure. And she watches it with me and she's like, oh, this is a show about talking babies? Talk, talk I've been telling you this for eight years. Why do you think all these other kids watch it? <laughs> Did you ever watch Rugrats? <laughs> I've like seen an episode because I haven't lived under a rock, sure, but, but that was the extent of it. No, Remember the dad with the purple yeah. hair? Yeah, mm, really sure. Stew pickles, really sexy. Excuse really me? sexy. Yeah. Excuse me. You have a stew pickles fetish? I think wow. he's hot. I think, oh, he, I think he could get David. it. I used to think Angelica's mom was hot. I don't know, guys. Here, I've got this picture of him making breakfast. This Look is how fucking hot he is. is. <laughs> no, I think you think he's hot because he looks like you. <laughs> oh, he's got stubble yep, and he you're looks onto tired. Something there. And he's sort of world weary. That's what I look like. He's got a lot of thoughts in his head, but he this can't. Is, really... This is a cartoon where, you know, and maybe that's the thing because we're talking about people being too hot these days. Like this is a weird little couple. Like yeah. both yeah. him and the what's the mother's name? Uh, Deb Didi. Didi, yes. Didi Pickles, she yeah. she looks crazy too. She's got like a triangle hair and like I don't know. Like I, I love how crazy everyone looks. In yeah, 90s and then her parents are like Eastern European. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The, the those nineties Nicktoons are real Jewish. Yeah. Because Hey Arnold has a lot of Jews too. <laughs> yeah. It's a golden age. Uh, of, uh, your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression is like a Hey Arnold character. Hey, is it like a Arnold character? <laughs> Can you character? do it again? Hey Arnold, uh, <laughs> uh, call it the football head. <laughs> I like how this is devolving. I think by the by the end of this well, miniseries, I'm going to have an amazing original character that yeah. started out as Arnold Schwarzenegger. It'll be great. You'll spin it yeah. off, and you'll never see Blank Check again. Yeah. You're just going to leave me in the dust with a new called, hot new original character. It'll be called Hey Yarnel. With Yarnel. <laughs> You're welcome Can for I that. use Yarnel? Can I call yeah. him Yarnel? Yeah, you can Yarnel. license it. I'll sue you later, yeah. though. Yarnel's okay. going to be a bit. Like, in the last episode yeah. or three episodes ago yeah. now, because we're all out of hey, whack, Yarnel? we had the bucket. Yes. So Yarnel is something yeah. now. This is That's y- a thing now. Yarnel... Oh, do you have a burger report? I'm so proud. What does that mean? Um, yeah, Rachel hasn't listened enough of the episodes. Uh, we have burgers. Um, have you seen a famous person eat a burger? <gasps> Jesus, I really struggled with the burger. <laughs> no, you've never seen in a famous life? person like, eating ev- a burger. Like at, like at a restaurant that I was at. No, yeah. just, just in any context, eating a burger. Like in a movie? No, no, <laughs> it had, to be, it had to be in real life. IRL. I really don't think so. I don't think I'm we're ever going to top your burger report. The last one? Yeah, that was I good nailed one. it. That was so good. I wrote one fifth of a song. It was great. He saw Lin Manuel Miranda eating a burger. And that I rapped good. about it Very a little, good. kinda. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. And I was really annoyed, but oh, it was dear. great. Okay. In retrospect, it was wonderful. All right. I was I was like on a plane breaking down the song beat by beat and I was like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna write every single word to fit this burger report and then I fell asleep on the plane and forgot about it until we were in the studio and so I was you like, had oh, like fuck, a how much? napkin size yeah. of a rap yeah. yes I had the first like the first chunk we're talking about this because we did this ages ago but this episode aired last week I believe for our listeners I think it, that episode won't air for another two years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, Rachel, is wonderful to have you Thank on. You. Thank you. Thank you so much for having Follow me. You Thank you for Twitter. making me watch this movie. Hey, you're welcome. It's great. I feel great. We got to watch T2. Yeah. Can I'm we in. watch it? Yeah. Can we like- Let's do it. Yeah, have a T2 viewing party because I Absolutely. love watching T2 with a new t so T2 and T2 Junior then. double feature. Yeah. Because I, right, I need to watch T2. And yeah, then yeah, fine. The we'll watch yes, Junior. Yes, you need to watch right. it. Can we, can we do a Junior episode? <laughs> ben, do you like Junior? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think right. that's a random that's, that's podcast. That's perfect. perfect. Uh, next week we'll be back with Alien. He was like smacking. He was like, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, we'll be back with aliens. aliens. We may or may not have a guest. I don't what? know. We're, we're no, we have a guest. We do? Oh, well, yeah. let's not say it yet. Oh, we won't say it. Okay. No, no, we have a guest. She's, it's a she's great, excited. It's a great film. I enjoyed watching it recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, um, aliens, man. I'm so excited to watch Aliens. We have such we did Cameron Crow with such a nightmare. This, this is, is great. Gonna be a great yeah. miniseries. We got some great guests coming up. We got some great movies coming up, so keep on. <laughs> what is this drive time radio? Listening. Please remember to rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. Remember the first four callers get a free blank check bucket. Oh god. Remember to download our tap tap game. Uh, gems uh, blank, blank, are tap, tap. 90% off for the next four days. Yep. And as always, mm-hmm. cut. <laughs> <laughs> What are you going to do? Well, I... Because uh, I'll be back is not easy. Griffin usually has the lamest line possible to begin the episode. <laughs> what I was trying to pull up was the, whatever the cue line is into I'll be back. Uh-huh. But I can't fucking find it. And I was well, trying to the pull it up. It's when he's at the police station. It's just right. the guy right. is just like, I can't come in here. I don't know. Like, right, but I want to get the wording right. She's filling out a report. Right. So I got... <laughs> what I, about it's Michael gonna take Bean's a while. crazy rant where he's like, he's going to pull her heart out! I got two options. Sorry, <laughs> just bang the table. I got two options I like. One and of them, put all this at the end of the episode. One of them requires okay. uh, an alley-oop. One of them requires you to give me a hue line. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them is long. I'll let you pick which is the lesser of two uh, what do we? What do we mean by long? Do the short one. Yeah, do the short one. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 